long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figure. The Empire Strikes Back turn of the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An with The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Steven B. Denley. In this month's Vintage Pod, Sky attacks one of our best listeners. The Luke X-Wing figure is praised, ridiculed, and observed in the market. We talk more about the archive party at Celebration 6, and have a surprise interview with Chris Chorgulius, the orchestrator of the collector track Star Tot Giveaways. We also interview John Ragusa at the Imperial Gunnery to discuss the good and bad board mojo that's been going around these days. And finally, Joe Iglesias brings the bootleg back. There's a crazy bad coin design nugget and a scandalous unloved item that may land Sky in jail, or more likely, on a federal watch list. All this and somehow more on your slightly late June Kivecast Vintage Pod. Wampa Wampa, Space Freaks! Welcome to the Kivecast for June 2012. I don't usually like to complain, but uh, if anyone here works for Time Warner Cable uh, and Internet, <laughs> uh, I would like to tell you that your service is subpar. That, that's as severe as I'm going to get. See, this is a very right. exciting episode. Yes, uh, yes, it is. I am completely out of my element, Donnie. I am like, uh, I'm recording actually right now in a 2010 Toyota Sienna. In the front seat, holding the microphone like Ricky Bobby in front of me. Uh, normally, I would have it, uh, you know, in a nice little microphone stand that I use. I'm outside of a library at Nazareth College. Normally, <laughs> I, I like to drink, you know. I like to have my little uh, glass of water. I like to have my Genesee light. Instead, Steve, you know what I found to drink throughout the show? What do you got? A little bit of shelf-stable organic milk. That, uh, oh man! Was destined for oh. my kids, and it's been about ninety-eight degrees in Rochester today, so oh. it is hot milk, and I'm not even sure it's entirely good. So uh, if I seem uptight or aggravated, this show, we, we all know why, Steve. Yeah, yeah, we we got you. I, going commando, I, I gotta commend you for that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's I, crazy. It's it's fun though, you know. I'm like, yeah, it'll make a different vibe for the show, you know, kind of yeah, you know, war riding. I'm picking up uh, just the internet. Uh, the guy came out today. He goofed around with it for like an hour and a half. You know, yep. I stopped my busy schedule of. Yeah, I'm still digging things up in the backyard. By the way, thank you for all those <laughs> who said something. I actually tore down a shed last week. Hey, a whole that's shed productive. with a sledgehammer. It was it was pretty cool. Dude, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most manly thing I've ever done. Um, I mean, <laughs> besides hosting a podcast about Star Wars toys. Um, right. No, nothing can top that. Yeah, and so then it was working for like ten hours, and then I call Steve, and it's like offline, and so I'm like running around the house, I'm yelling at my wife for no reason, and uh, <laughs> it was actually her who who suggested I come here. So. Uh, we should uh, we should thank Mrs. Wampa. Yeah, 
But anyways, if, if you'd like to email us, uh, you can email us, <laughs> kivecast at gmail.com. Uh, you can Twitter us, at kivecast. And uh, you can always call us at P-O-K-U-T, Wampa. That's 765-889-2672. Nice, Steve. So, you know, <laughs> we're recording here. It's 1048. Only 48 minutes lost, which is good. Um, I'm very excited to say we're going to have some interviews later. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately for them, they're going to have to wait for us to get through the rest. But... Uh, <laughs> I am a slave to tradition, and uh, you know we, we love having the opening movie thought. Always. And I was thinking about my opening movie thought, and I realized I'm going to annoy Tommy Garvey about <laughs> three separate times here, if I'm not correct. So uh, he's one of my, my favorite uh, pres- people in the hobby, just as far as, you know, he, he, he puts more effort into chronicling the hobby and getting all the information straight and all that. And not only that, but he's the only person who's ever said that he specifically likes my movie thoughts Um, because he likes them as being, you know, precise, in-depth analysis of one little tiny thing. So that's the first way I'm going to annoy him is that I'm going to say, uh, that's great, except that I'm uh, I'm not going to talk about a specific detail, Steve. I'm going to talk about something larger. (laughs) Going broader, huh? I'm going broader. He's also someone who firmly holds on to the fact that The Avengers is an amazing movie. Uh oh! I'm getting Uh-oh. back to it, Steve. I got no traction with hating Battlestar Galactica, but boy, people don't like that I don't think Avengers is amazing. And, <laughs> and this is my point about Star Wars, Steve. I'm getting back to Star Wars. All right. And that is that I did see a movie this summer that I loved, and I've seen more than once. The first movie I've seen more than once in the theater since, like, uh, I think, Avenger the Sith. Yeah. And what's that? Prometheus. Oh. Now, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. It's on my next. Uh, it's on. It's on my queue. <laughs> well, well. Anyways, this is my. Uh, whether or not you like it or not, that's fine. There's reasons to like it. Reasons not to like it. Right. But all right. I'm going to say is, and this is a strength of Star Wars that's often glossed over, which is that it is entirely a film property, and that I, I think that when people tear it down and they say how bad it is and how bad George Lucas is and all this kind of stuff, I, I don't know. I think people lose the fact that. It's a triumph of cinema. It's not a triumph of pop culture. It's not a triumph of comic books that make it through. It's not even a triumph of nerd culture or whatever you want to say. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and much like that, you know, Alien started as a movie. Its strength is right. as a movie. And sure, there are video games and, and all that stuff and comic books and it all spirals out. Um, and that's what our podcast is about. It's about spiraling sure. out. Sure, sure. But that's just my, my little pitch for why, to me, inherently, Prometheus has a leg up on, on Avengers because it is a unique product that is dedicated to itself. Um, oh, oh man. Nazareth called <laughs> security is right behind me. We'll see, we'll see if they do anything. I don't think they will. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is getting exciting. Uh, and then one more thing is he said uh, that he didn't want to hear the, uh, uh, the holiday special theme anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that'll be his new, his new soundtrack. This whenever, drop. Whenever oh, mention no. Tommy Garvey. Enjoy. <laughs> and and uh, I was thinking, I was like, well, I have truly turned into George Lucas because yep. I, I take my, you know, I take our fans and then I figure <laughs> out what would alienate them the most and then uh, I do it and then, you know, I make them say thank you. So <laughs> there you go, Tommy Garvey. Joy we all can share. Welcome to your new drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Man. With that, uh, before I get kicked out here, uh, let's, uh, let's hit to the other side of the news, Steve. 
It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. All right, here we are in our, our news segment. If you hear a little bit of noise, that's because I'm in this hot car and I have to have a little bit of air conditioning. The um, show must go on, right? The show must <laughs> go on, and you may hear me take a sip from this little tiny straw in my uh, box milk, which is <laughs> really not satisfying. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so with the news, you know, we, we like to start off with a... You know, start with a movie thought, then do the news, and then do a figure thought, Steve. Right, right. And I was thinking, you must love, because well, what's our figure this month, Steve? It's the Luke X-Wing pilot. Right, the Luke X-Wing pilot. Yeah. And uh, what's your memory again for fans who've just started listening? <laughs> Tell us about well, your Luke X-Wing pilot, Steve. I always thought that Luke X-Wing pilot was actually the B-Wing pilot. I didn't know the Luke <laughs> figure existed. It was like my dream figure, which was, you know, the surrogate was the B-Wing pilot until I actually started collecting and realized that the figure I wanted all along existed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, by that point, I was just, you know, I was fully, fully down the drain with, with the B-Wing pilot. So <laughs> That's great. That's but a no. real, like, testament to lowering your expectations. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like... If, if you love something that's lame and you really love it, you see something that's awesome and you can just be like, yeah, that's cool, but I love what's lame, you know? Exactly, um, yeah. All the pilot figures, but especially the Luke X-Wing, is kind of like the most versatile figure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, because you think about the movies, it can be in two – like it's an outfit that appears in two movies. Yep. And you can be any pilot – I never quite understood the figure. What is that black thing over his head, See, Steve? What I what I thought when I first picked that thing up was that it was his hair, and that it was That's maybe like too. wet wedge or something. Like I had no idea it was supposed to be Luke until I, I looked at a card back and it said Luke X-wing pilot. Like what? Right. But uh, yeah. So and to me, it didn't look like the other Luke figures at all. I mean, not that they all look all that similar, but yeah, right. it was just kind of a well, it's a cool pilot. Uh, is like, that supposed I, to be his visor? Is that what that is? I think it's supposed to be his, his yeah, his visor, his goggles or whatever. Well, yeah. you know, we, we've been hammering Kenner pretty hard about their paint decos. With their, oh, yeah. Their crazy uh, <laughs> Crazy cantina aliens. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the worst of all because I've, <laughs> I've never read that as a visor. I've always read that as that is somebody who has black hair. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's how I thought it was when I first saw it. So. Yep. So, well, good. That, I think that's a pretty good comment about the about that. And I, I also think it's important to notice this is our first repeat character. Yes, and, right. And, uh, you know, our, Luke is repeated for the first time. And we'll get into more Lukes and more Hans and more Leias. And yep, yep. More C-3PO's and more R2-D2's. <laughs> that's all of them, right, Steve? Uh, I think so. Every one of the major characters except for Chewbacca. <laughs> and uh, to, to, that, to that note, actually... Uh, Holger from Germany. Uh, I don't know what part of Germany yet, but uh, Holger from Germany sent a picture of a custom that he did, and we'll oh, put cool. a link up to it. And it's just a picture of Chewie on Hoth, and it's him, and uh, and it's got you his... got some, some dusting on him. Yeah, he put a little <laughs> bit of snow on there, and I, I really right. like that. And he said that he likes it whenever we, I talk about my focus, um, which <laughs> is great because I, I sometimes fear that I talk about the focus too much. Um, and uh, it was a really good job because. Really, like the vintage customs, bad ones are really bad, and, and <laughs> this one is really good. So, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, phew. Do I seem like I have more energy now, Steve? I think I think you're actually really amped right now because you're you're on your toes. You might get you know arrested I, um, or. I, I'm not. Just... I'm not slightly uh, sedated by the Jenny light. 
And nope, uh, nope. I'm, I'm like curled over the microphone, like uh, like you ever <laughs> see those like World War II movies, with, like the. I- during the bombings of, you That's know. exactly what I picture, like the guy huddled over the little box <laughs> and he's got, you know, there's bombs going off in the background and, yeah. It's, no, it's... unbelievable. <laughs> the airstrikes continue. Yeah. Uh, that is actually exactly the way it is. Yep. Um, so I want to talk a little bit too. I thought that it would be a good idea, Steve, for us to divide things a little bit more, to have a little sure, bit more division. Sure. Structure. Um, yeah, structure. That's better. Division's a bad word. Structure's a good word. Um, so I think that in our news, I think we should sort of call it uh, sort of general news and board okay. news. All right. Because we wind up talking about general stuff, and then we wind up talking about things that come up on – well, we used to only talk about Rebel Scum, but as, sure. uh, as we'll be getting into quite in depth this month, uh, we're branching out into other forums as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, does that sound good, Steve? Sounds good to me. All right. Then let's kick off with the – general news steve what's the first most exciting thing that's happened this month well we have our archive party official announcement with all the uh the ticket structures and the giveaways or not the giveaways but the premiums it's uh it's really coming along i mean it, I, it's it's, it, it, it's like a surprise to see it it's it's here yeah it's it's amazing i mean uh when i sort of started uh, organizing all this i remember thinking whose idea was it to put me in charge <laughs> uh, and then I realized, well, sort of, you know, I guess I kind of did that to myself. And the fact that it's almost working at this point, and that it probably will work, is truly amazing. So Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. And I can take very little credit for that because the sponsors have really chipped in. So uh, in the event that you haven't uh, checked out kivecast.com, there's a post this month in June that explains everything about this party, 7 to 10 on the first Thursday uh, in the, in the Rosen Centra. Uh, it's spelled C-E-N-T-R-E. Uh, Centra. So, so I'm an American, and so I pronounce that <laughs> Centra. Um, yeah, and uh, I thought instead of just announcing it on the podcast, I felt like we did enough kind of exclusive information about that on the podcast. Sure. Um, so I just wanted to get that out quickly. <clears throat> yeah. And it's really worked out. I mean, uh, we've raised so far over $1,000 for Save the Manatee. Oh, Wow. Good deal. A vast majority of people are going for, so we have them tiered. There's the $5 loose figure ticket. Um, that just gets you in. Uh, and on, gets on, you some grub. Yep, gets you some grub. Only one person's bought that. Um, okay. My thought is he's thinking that there's going to be, you know, like uh, different uh, tickets for each, and that'll be the rarest ticket. <laughs> that's not true, but I think that's a good theory. Uh, there's ten dollars, uh, and that that's the MOC ticket, and right? That, that includes the Amana Manatee card back, which the we original, talk, which we <laughs> talked about last month, right? Um, and actually, all this started the whole idea of giving all the money to charity started just with, uh, uh, I mean, really it was crazy how much it took off once we said the word manatee and then Amana Manatee. Yeah, uh, no, 15, that was that was the Kickstarter. Yep, fifteen dollars is the pre-production ticket, and in that you get the POTF Manamanti card back, the Manatee Man card back, and the coin. And you see what I did, Steve? I included <laughs> two card backs. Right, because right. Because I knew if I had just one card back and the coin, then everyone who spent fifteen or less would be like, "Yeah, you know, I got one, just like everyone else got one." But once you give someone two, I know Star Wars collectors, and you they're gotta go for the get rest for the four. Yep. 
You can have yep. one or you can have four, but having two is unacceptable to most collectors. Uh, so that that was so true. that was my idea in uh, in breaking in breaking into the Holy Grail ticket, which a vast yeah. majority have bought. So you get Manatee Man, uh, which is the Walrus Man parody, uh, the Four Lomati card back, um, yep. or Four Lomati, <laughs> or Four L O M A T E E, depending on how you pronounce that, <laughs> and then Manatee Face. Um, which is in the running for my favorite. I, I can't. Decide I, I think I'm with them. you on that. Like when I when I saw the design for that, I just <laughs> it made my day. Like like nothing has in a long time. Yeah. because so. initially we were going to go like like a skiff design or like a right, yak right. face or something, but just something about that. Like how do you oh, make is, prune uh, face <laughs> lamer? That's how you do it. So but in the best possible way. The yep. best way. So in the event that you don't own a computer and you're listening to this somehow. And you own a computer. Uh, if you want to <laughs> buy tickets, uh, just go to the SWCA.com. There's a button right there. Uh, or you can just send, uh, send money to uh, archiveparty at gmail.com. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, and the cardbacks, uh, we've not shown those yet. We'll probably show those in July. Okay. And uh, Steve wrote all the copy for that. <laughs> and uh, that was that was pretty fun, <laughs> Steve. You are a truly amusing person, I have to say. That's very, uh, thank you. very well written. Um, thank you. <laughs> the perfect blend of like vintage Kenner style writing and just good humor. Um, so yeah, yeah. That was that was a good day. Right, I'm not going to do anything but focus on this <laughs> and have fun. So yeah, yeah, that was a good. That was good, good time. for your brief summer because you're now back in your summer session. Is that yeah, it? a ten week schedule with two classes. Oh, but uh, I yeah. thought I was going to have you all summer, Steve. I know, I know. Just do nothing but, but you know. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right though. I mean, my my prize at the end, like literally, is is celebration six. It's like the week after the semester ends. So oh, I'm, I'm awesome. super stoked. Yeah. And uh, also, too, I just wanted to say a quick thing about cardbacks because, you know, right, that's right. our exclusive. You know, the coin, uh, which is amazing, and then just these fake cardbacks. And uh, we just don't talk about them that much, um, but I really like cardbacks. And I, one of my favorite things about cardbacks is they're the best things to trade. True, true. They're not that valuable. There are ones that are valuable, but in general, they're not that valuable. And, right. and you can just kind of try and complete a set. And I, I was cleaning out my garage today um, while I was waiting for the uh, internet guy to come by and fix, uh, air quotes, <laughs> the cable, uh, the internet. And I just found a huge stack. And I just sat, sat down with my son and I was like explaining to him the difference between a 12-back and a 20-back. How can you tell from the front? So then I'd like, I'd like quiz him and I'd hold up a, a Darth Vader and he'd look for the LP and be like, that's a 12-back. And, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and I, I, there's just like, I think about you, Steve, and the way you collect your beat up cards. And I mean, card backs completely tell a story. Oh yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll try and include scans. I will include scans of these two, these two card backs. One of them is great. It's an Amanda Manatee. I mean, jeez, it's an Amanda <laughs> Man, and uh, it's got you know the figures circled on the back. And right. The guy had had gotten twenty six, and I thought Ooh. that was just a cool number out of the ninety two. Yeah. And then the other one was a, a Luke uh, stormtrooper, and he just has one figure circled on the back, the Luke stormtrooper. Oh. Um, <laughs> which I just think is great. That's just, it's a it's a beginning of a great thing right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, well, that was the one I got. <laughs> no more of this. So. Yeah. There's always some like 
great like handwritten notes too that, yeah. that you come across. It's 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 fun. Yeah. So I I'd like to solicit that if you have any particularly good, like really awesome card backs, you know, with just some kind of remnant because it's. I mean, it's true nostalgia, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's archaeology. <laughs> yeah, it's archaeology, and, you know, pristine card backs are rare, but card backs where, the, where the, the, the proof of purchase is cut out and the things are circled, and, yeah, it's uh, sometimes people will actually go in and color on them, too. And Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. They had, they had a life. They had a life. That's right, they had a life. <laughs> Lifespan. And uh, Steve, we're being a little bit selfish here because that's not the only news that came out this month. Uh, no, you, you learned something about the uh, about the celebration collecting true, track true. exclusives. True that. that those were revealed uh, just a couple weeks ago, right? That's right. And uh, it's going to be uh, the Star Tots, which was that unproduced line from uh, the original Star Wars line. And um, I guess these are going to be those. They're, they're not three dimensional figures, but they're two dimensional metal figures uh, with. Um, some good coloring and, and some like brand new packaging design. They look pretty cool. Yeah, they're gonna be like almost two inches, and uh, they're just uh, they're just gonna be really cute. <laughs> I think that's yeah, yeah, that, that's the right word. I think. And and the kind of super deformed look is just you know really popular right now, and that's yeah, really... it's 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 funny. I always thought that those were really ahead of their time when I saw how you know when they were originally conceived, and right. to see like I, I would have thought that could just come out today. You know, it doesn't seem like something that maybe would have come out, you know, in the late 70s. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's really awesome. And I I, I texted uh, Chris Jorgulius to see if he was ready to talk about these. Um, he didn't text me back, so I assume that means that he's too busy working on them. Not, not quite, um, yeah. Well, uh, later on in the episode, I'm going to be uh, very proudly declaring that I've never submitted an episode late. Only once did I submit one late. But this month it's coming out late, but for a good reason, because I'm now joined by Chris Jorgulius. How's it going, Chris? Thanks, guys. Doing great. <laughs> I, actually, I was, I was traveling around the American South. I was in Louisville and Memphis and Nashville, and uh, I just I couldn't, couldn't edit and publish at the same time. But this is a really great opportunity to talk about the Star Tots with, with the man in charge. Well, I think it's a worthy way to be late, worthy yeah. reason. Yeah, worthy reason to be late. So, the Star Tots. Let, tell me a little bit more, like, how did this all come about? You know, like, what, what I mean, because you know, we see the pictures, and they're kind of abstract. I mean, when, when we actually see these things, what are we going to be holding in our hands? You are going to be holding a little piece of history. We're trying to recreate something that was never made in the past, um, or a, ver a version of it, our version, our take on it. Um, it's going to be a little piece, a die-cast metal piece. It's on a, its own card back and a clamshell. You know, they'll, it, the clamshells are about six inches by four inches. It's a nice little size. It's a nice collectible size. Okay, six by four. All right, so the clamshell comes with it? Yeah, it's all in a clamshell. Oh, awesome. Together. You can open it, take out the star tot, take out the card back, put it all back in and clamp it shut. It's um, it's the perfect little package, actually. Right. Well, that's awesome. And, and there, there's going to be twenty of them, right? One for each of the collector panels. That's right. We're having twenty panels this year, and there's going to be a giveaway at each each panel, and there'll be an individual star tot at every panel. So, attend all twenty panels, and you, you will get all twenty star tots. 
Now, do you just want the entire place to just go absolutely nuts, Chris? I, mean, it's... I do. I do. You know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I know as, as we were working, even when we were brainstorming it, I thought they would do really well. I mean, we actually started talking about this almost a year ago. Wow. That's when the idea came up. We were actually talking about doing, for years, and right after the medallions, I talked about maybe you could do a carded something and we talked about maybe the mic like a micro collection type figure that size right and then we um actually chris boss and i were, were debating how we could injection mold these things and, and maybe releasing the all the unproduced micro figures it's just an idea oh yeah that'd be cool and uh yeah so and then we're going to be carded that was an idea and you know wait wait wait, 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 wait chris molded. Chris, isn't that, yeah. isn't that what Virginia Barker was claiming you guys were doing all along? Virginia Jarvis Brooks. <laughs> Brooks, right. Virginia Jarvis Brooks. Oh, that's that's right. what she was saying you were doing all the time, was trying to make a profit that's off right. of these things. That, that was Ron, you know, without Ron Salvatore being named on it. Yeah. That's right. It's all coming around. Wow, people, she so. was right. Anyways, I'm sorry. I enjoy, Anna, she I, was in Florida, I think. So maybe she would come by and, and greet us. <laughs> uh, we got to do that. We got to like set up a sting operation. I'm sorry. So, so you were yeah. thinking about doing the, the micro <laughs> thing uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, so we, we were talking about that. And, um, and and years ago, I just thought about it just as an idea. And then it never really went anywhere with it. But then for this time, we started talking about it seriously, what it would cost to injection mold something. You know, they would have to be, you know, one color. We couldn't paint them. And I mentioned it to Gus, and Gus is like, well, why don't you do the Star Tots? I thought, well, that's interesting, because they're, you know, small size. But I was like, but there's no way to to paint them. You know, they'd be solid colors, and they would be kind of boring, because you don't have any facial details or anything. And then it then right. it hit me on how to, it was like, how do we do it in color? And then it hit me on how we could do it, which was flat, using the, like a die cast with the hardened animal fill. And it went from there. I mean, that was affordable. And it was going to work out perfectly because we could put sponsor info on the back and event info on the back of the star tot as well. So it all it all stemmed from that point. And then it was just a matter of getting the figures, uh, the characters designed. We worked from the original ten. Right, so Kenner had designed ten of these in the past. Okay, in so they designed ten, and that's like the that's most of them are like just a single color line drawing with specifications, right? There was a single color, but there was also a painted version of that, um, which is on the archive as well. Maybe you can use that as a little nugget if you haven't done your nugget already. <laughs> but uh, side nugget, side nugget, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> The um, so they had the, the original like the, the line song, and then there was a painted version showing some of the co- showing the colors of those paint of those ten figures, and it was the twelve backs minus uh, Death Squad Commander and Tuscan Raider. Of course. So we started with those, and uh, we um, trans translated those. Jeff Carell and Matthias Rendell had both worked on those, translating those into um, something that we could actually produce as in the coin process. Right. And then from there, we those guys sort of took that uh, the style and applied it to 10 more characters, which was, which would round out all the rest of the 20-back figures. So we're doing the 20 original Kenner Star Wars figures as Star Tots. 
So, so, so you're going right you know, up to just, FET and then stop, but but not not going, going to right FET before, right? It'd be all the Star Wars characters that were done on the Star Wars card, and should help character collectors since you know we did Death Squad Commander instead of say like a Grand Moff Tarkin or something like that. We right. Figured, okay, we'll stick with those, and it's a good round number twenty. It's the number of panels we had, so it, it sort of worked out like that. Right. And are people going to know beforehand which ones are going to be given out at which panels? Um, I don't think so. I mean, if there, that might be something that Gus would decide. Um, right. It's probably going to be random or semi-random at least. You know, maybe if there's a sponsor speaking or on a panel or something, we might hand out theirs. But other than that, it's probably going to be just randomly distributed. Right, and so so these things they're 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 sort of like a cross between. They seem almost like a funny shaped thick coin. Is that how we should imagine when we hold it? You said about almost two inches, right? Tall. Is that going to be how they're, they kind of look? Yeah, I mean they're they're the original. Actually, you know, they designed ten, but they actually made prototypes of four of them. Right, and those are on the archive as well. If you know, want to look into that, you know, and they also prototyped a land speeder and an X wing. So we stuck with the original, and Gus had those prototypes, so we stuck with the original height of those, which is one and three-quarter inches, which is sort of like the junior version of the three and three-quarter inch standard size for the figure. So it was kind of funny that it ended up being that size. So they're they're one and three-quarter inches tall. They are sort of like a shaped colored coin or right. like a keychain or something like that, you know, you know, with some thickness added to it. Right, and then just the, the heft... Will kind of come in with the with the card backs and everything. Now, where, where are these being manufactured? Are they being ma- like made in China or? Oh, uh, I think these are made in China. Yeah, we're using the same company that did the medallions for us, so they were really excited to do another another Star Wars project. Right. And um, work closely with them and what what our limitations were and 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 everything. So they've been really great. Um, I already got a sample. It looks awesome, and uh, we'll see all the rest of them. When we're in Orlando, I see them, you know, we all see them the day before we start to hand them out. That's really oh. the first time we really see all these things. So. <laughs> oh, man. It's always That's a surprise. Exciting. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm really interested uh, as, as to the card backs themselves. You guys decided not to go with the images from Kenner. Why, 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 what was the decision behind that? Um. Well, that was my decision. So <laughs> we um, okay. Why did you had, do that, Chris? <laughs> why did I do that? Um, well, here's the thing. We were looking at it. Um, Jeff had originally come up with, um, you know, just done a, originally a standard card back with a little bubble area colored in and everything, ready for some some kind of image. Uh-huh. And um, and I guess on top of it, I should say Jeff came up with a really creative logo for the Star Tops that we're using across the board. And it's an original. It's based on the old Tree Tots logo, which is what the Star Tots were based on back in the day. You know, they had a little tree with Tree Tots, and Jeff had turned that into a, a Death Star. So if you ever look at the Tree Tots logo and compare it to the Star Tots logo, you'll see the similarities. It's really clever. Oh, that's and awesome. That's well, that's where that comes from. So there's everything sort of ties in. Right. But anyway, so back to the card back. So he laid it out, you know, and we weren't thinking about the cards until we were all done with the characters. And then I started looking at that, and when you lay it in there, there's really no room for a good picture. And the Star Tots weren't really a cartoon version of anything, and it didn't. It seemed kind of weird to have a picture of a character right next to the 
a cartoon character next to the character itself. Right. So um, Jason Peltz had originally sent um, Gus's contact info and said he was interested in doing some anything for our our program. So um, I got to look at it. I just pulled up his website and started looking at that. And I saw he did a he did a lot of work for Disney, but he did a lot of animation cells. Huh. And there was a picture of, of of Leia, this cartoon version of Leia, just standing in a Death Star corridor, and a Luke and a Han standing in a Death Star like, computer room. And then that's when I, it hit me. I was like, "Damn, we should do it that way. We could have it. These would be like mini animation cells where our character is the character, and the background is a scene that the character is placed within." Right. And we ran from that. So I got in touch with Jason. He was really excited to do it. And then I would just feed him um, reference images and things for each character, and he, he he turned them out, and they looked wonderful. I think that was definitely the way to go. It really enhances the character, and um, it lets you emphasize, you know, everything is focused right on that character, and the background is just, you know, helping enhance that whole look. Yeah, and it, it kind of like tells the story of the movie too. It's it's nice. I I, I think it was a, a good choice, and I I think too there have been so many kind of knockoffs of the original Kenner imagery. It in some ways it's kind of it's kind of tired. I think if if you just gone with a, you know a cartoonish version of you know Luke looking off at the at the sunsets. So yeah, that's exciting, and, and also yeah. I think it builds excitement too because you wonder you know well, wh- where are they going to place I don't know R five D four. You know, oh, right, right. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun coming up with, with you know, specific scenes for each character. Um, I think the, the animated look helped emphasize the animated look of each character as well. So I think everybody, as we release these, which wave two should be out any time now, and then we'll have two more waves after that. So everybody will get a chance to see what they look like before they hit Orlando. But, um, and, and where should where should people be be looking for that, Chris, to to find the as they come out? Who, who's going to be breaking this news? Well, the announcements usually come out on StarWarsCelebration.com. dot com. Um, okay. The first wave came out right on uh, I think Forcecast covered it and Rebel Scum within the same day. So um, we're trying to get um, more sites to cover them. I think uh, you know our allegiance is to StarWars.com dot com first. Let them have the scoop, and then we can expand from there right. as far as the releasing them on the web but as soon as they're out then then they can be carried in other websites and you know people you know repost the links and, and all that so right you know it's it's luke x-wing right now this month and i'm I, I don't have the image in front of me i'm trying to imagine how do you make that different than the actual oh contract? is it luke x-wing this month that's it interesting because that's, that's the one i t- i've got a sample of was Luke X-Wing. Really? And um, I did post an image of it on the, we had a thread on this on the Vintage Forum on the giveaways, and I posted, I actually took, we were in a bunch of us down in uh, Peru two weeks ago, and the Luke came, I got a sample, that was the only sample I was going to get. It was the most complicated of our figures in, in terms of color fills, so the one we went, uh, decided to get a sample of, and it get, I got it the day before we left, so I have little photos of Luke X-Wing at various locations in Peru and uh, awesome. some photos of him in Machu Picchu and so it was a lot of fun and it looks great so that's kind of fitting that that's your figure but um oh yeah you know I'm well, just opening that up right now that's awesome yeah we'll, we'll, um, we'll include that, in, we'll include that image <laughs> yeah 
So and maybe the Cardinals will be out but by then. But we actually, you know, as part of um, what I was having Jason do, we also worked in the two vehicles that were prototyped with the line. So there was the lane speeder, which was already shown on the card back that we used for Luke Skywalker, the original Luke Skywalker, and the X-Wing will be used on the Luke X-Wing package. And I think um, Jason did a phenomenal job on that. And I think people, that's probably the most striking figure of the entire lineup, I think, of, of all 20, between the figure and the card back. I think it's the most visually striking. So it's it's a good one. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Now, do, do you hope to, to continue on the star tots into the future? I mean, I know the, the medallions were such a success, but I know that everyone's kind of like, well, are they ever going to do empire medallions or Jedi medallions <laughs> or, well, I, I think the medallions are played out personally. I think we did three sets. People forget that we also did them in Europe and Japan. Yeah. People are sort of focused only on maybe U S exclusives, but you know, we did three different sets um, the other thing is the medallions have gone up in cost a lot. So the, the price of 10 has gone up, and the medallions are going to be prohibitively expensive to do. We, look, we, we looked into it this time as a possibility, right. um, but it was just going to be too expensive. So I, uh, I think we have more variety that we could do with Star Tots. I mean, there's never – I would love to do more, but we haven't just looked into that yet. You know, we have to get – Right, approval for, for what we would do and, and all that. So, but you know, there's a lot of figures that we could do in star top form. So yeah, possibilities are almost endless. <laughs> almost endless. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's really all. Is, is there anything else you want to get out about the star tots? Yeah. So, um, so our artist, Jason Pelt is also going to be at celebration and we've also arranged for him to do a signing or two in our social area. So oh, that's awesome. Stay tuned for that information. You know, we're going to have an entire other room next door with the social areas with things going on the entire time and also a place to hang out. And signings are just one part of what's going to be going on in there. So oh, that's cool. So you, you can sit there and sign your clamshell or whatever. <laughs> he, yeah, if you want him to sign it, I'm sure he'd sign it. So it's, <laughs> uh, it'll be a fun time to sit and talk to the man. Actually, I realized what's on the back of the card backs. Um, or you're not you're we, not able to say uh, as per Lucasfilm law or something. No, I, we we just have the Star Tots pictured on the back. Okay, it's uh, it's uh, but it it looks cool. Okay, I think people will they'll like it. So, but there's no panel information or anything on the back. It's just um, but because because the cards are really tiny. When you start thinking about the size of this stuff, the scale is really. The card backs are really small, so you can only put so much on there. Right, yeah, because four by six—that's like a a note card. Four by six is the size of the clamp, the outer edges of the clamshell. I mean, the, the, okay. the card back is only like, kind of like two and a half inches by three and a half inches. It's pretty small, actually. Yeah, the card okay. back so yeah, it's pretty small. I'm trying to picture it here. I'm like making L's with my fingers, like trying to measure. What it looks like, yeah. <laughs> Um, it'll be perfect when you see them. They're, they're the perfect ratio for the figure, and, and it's. Uh, I think people are going to be excited. I mean, they are, there's. It screams vintage. It screams cuteness. You know, there's there's nice appeal to so those characters. Really look nice. I think they're going to have a nice appeal for a 
great cross-section of collectors and fans. All right, awesome. Well, uh, it's not not quite as cool as all the manatee stuff for the uh, archive party, but pretty cool, Chris. Hey, pretty cool. The manatee <laughs> stuff is great. You know, I was working so hard on Star Tots, so I sort of let you guys run free. I didn't get my red pen out and do too much, you know, <laughs> yeah. oversight there. That usually Jeff and Matthias, when we're working on our giveaways, you know, I'm usually right there on top of those guys. Um, I'm sure we'll wind up talking to you next month for some reason, Chris. <laughs> all right, guys, sounds great. Or at least look forward to hearing my name. Yes, at least at least once. All right, see. You. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we have uh, we have a lot to talk about with uh, collecting track uh, exclusives, and uh, as I would say, probably July is going to be our big month for talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's going to be twenty of them, which is definitely awesome. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what what other characters they come up with. Yep, and uh, I'm just excited. There's going to be a Chewbacca, and uh, oh yeah. Uh, I, something tells me there's probably not going to be a B-wing pilot, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too bummed out. <laughs> well, there's gonna be 20 of them, and you know, hey, you know, I, I saw a list <laughs> online of the 20 most popular Star Wars characters, and he was 15th. Uh, really? Right, yeah, right after Max Rebo. Uh, oh no, you know that was the least popular no Star Wars characters. That's uh, okay. Going down to the bottom. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm just excited. There's going to be a Chewbacca, and uh, I'm uh, I'm excited to to be a sponsor, Steve. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great H- thing. Hitting hitting the big time. Uh, yeah, to be able to sponsor a Chewbacca thing is just wicked awesome, and uh, especially when it's so cute. So <laughs> we'll hear more about that. But you know, I was looking through uh, my Gus and Duncan's guide, Steve. And uh, oh, yeah? if you have one at home, first of all, if you do not have Gus and Duncan's Guide to Prototypes or whatever the official title of that book is, uh, you should get it. Um, not only because Gus is the Imperial Dignitary and who controls this entire, uh, this entire podcast with a velvet glove, <laughs> um, but uh, it's an amazing book. And it has the best pictures, the best information about Star Tots anywhere, even on the archive. The information yeah, is, is nothing compared to Gus and Duncan's book. Um, the definitive it, source. <laughs> definitive, yeah, they have like really beautiful pictures of the, 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 the hard copies that are painted and the wax sculpts of the, of the four figures that were designed. And uh, so, yeah, you should really check that out. So, again, check out page 296 uh, of your Gus and Duncan's prototype book. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. And, Steve, it's going to be bananas. Yep. Those things are going to be bananas. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and also, I, I had a pretty fun time. Uh, as pe- some people may know, I live uh, in the same town as the guru of modern collecting, Dan Curdo. We, we interviewed him, or I interviewed him a little while ago. Right. And uh, I got to go on a toy run with him. Uh, see, that's that's got to be fun. Yeah, that's really fun. You know, I like, because it's... I mean, he literally is the modern Star Wars collector. Like, if there's, like, yeah. one, that's him. You know, he took all the pictures. He's the guy that everyone goes to. He knows everybody at Hasbro. So, you know, even though I'm not, like, a toy run guy anymore, you know, I used to be. You know, like, back in 2002, I was running around looking for the bloody stump Luke, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know about that, Steve? Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I, mean, I was, you know, that was, it was big. It was a big deal for me. Uh, actually reminded me a lot of the Billy Ripken card because they had all the different versions of the corrections. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I talked a lot to him and uh, he's starting up a new podcast and they came out with their first episode. So I said I'd oh, right it on. here. Uh, you can just go to curtoburns.com, C-U-T-R-O-B-U-R-N-S.com. And 
I mean, we're not affiliated, but I think our two podcasts are pretty complimentary because sure. you know, they have an interview with Sansweet every month or, or, uh, or every episode, and they talk about modern collecting and what's coming out. And uh, on that podcast, they actually announce a new book. And, oh, really? Uh, I, I don't want to tell too much about it. I want to get an interview okay. with Curto hopefully next, next month or sometime soon before it comes out in October. All right. Um, okay. But he actually showed me the book. And, uh, oh, cool. I can say that vintage collectors are probably going to want it because um, it's, uh, it's, it's just really cool. Um, so, or definitely people who love Star Wars toys are going to want it. And right. uh, today I happen to be flipping through uh, Star Wars Insider at Barnes & Noble as I am, want to do. Um, because I won't buy it, Steve, but, uh, no, nope. you'll will, browse. I will browse while my daughter says, will you read this to me, Poppy? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Why don't you just come up with your own story? Um, <laughs> but the cool thing is Curto and Burns provide the only vintage content in, in that magazine. And, uh, oh, really? yeah, they, they list the, their five, the five best vintage figures. Right. So, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, in descending order, number five, Obi-Wan, number four, Yoda, number three, B-Wing pilot. Oh, no. Uh, uh, best yeah, that's, that's Han Solo. Well, um, <laughs> I'm really beating up on you, Steve. It's all right. It's, it's all right. Bad. You know what they say, you know, you, you, you're meanest to the people you like. So, so, so Tommy Garvey. And, <laughs> Joy we all can share. And Steve, you should be pretty happy. Uh, <laughs> and then Jawa and then Vader. Yeah. So I'm Steve, surprised the Stormtrooper isn't on there. I, yeah. Like, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, you really can't go wrong with the list. It's, it's no, a tough thing to do. And so I was thinking, Steve, next month, you know, we'll, we'll preview this. I think you and I should give our top five vintage Star Wars figures. All right. And, you know, we'll kind of go five, four, three, two, one, kind of like that. And we can okay. kind of d discuss the, 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 the relative merits of them and, and why, you know, why we think they are how they are. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, it's the internet, Steve. And uh, <laughs> if you don't have lists, you're, you don't have anything. No, no, it's all about the lists. It's all about lists. Uh, let's see. I think, um, oh, yeah, I saw Red Dawn on TV the other day. You ever see that movie? No, no, I haven't seen it. It's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy uh, Reaganistic propaganda. But uh, <laughs> this kid wears a Star Wars hat. And uh, I'd never heard anyone mention that before. Huh. So uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, Reagan used the term Star Wars and Evil Empire. Right, right, and George Lucas right. didn't like it. And he didn't want the communists to be compared to the empire. Uh, but there you go. Um, and uh, It happens. <laughs> it happens. And then finally, Steve, we're too humble. <laughs> Why are we too humble, yeah. Steve? Well, uh, we had an interview on a website with uh, Sean Marshall. And I guess, was that last month? That was last um, month, Steve, and and we totally forgot to <laughs> to, to to boost ourselves. <laughs> yeah, forgot to the, boost ourselves, and like I th I just felt so awkward being interviewed, you know. Yeah, like, I know it, it was, was really strange. It was really cool. So um, we'll include a link to it. Uh, it's kind of a, a lengthy URL, but it's at therealmcast.com, and it's at uh, he posted it on a lot of different websites uh, that he right. runs. But uh, we'll, we'll include a link to all those, and. Uh, we won't tell you what we said in it, but I will say that uh, we answered the legendary lightning round question. That's right. And it's the only place where I've ever answered the question, if I was a vintage Star Wars uh, memorabilia, what would I be? <laughs> and my answer was not 
anything to do with Chewbacca. Nope. What do you think about that, huh? You want, you want to go check that out? We'll click on the link and, uh, and read our interview. Um, it's, uh, it's funny because, uh, boy, do I sound like a blowhard. <laughs> Bias. You blowhard. Oh, well. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It uh, looks like a duck, sounds like a duck. It's probably a duck. Um, so I think that, that wraps up our sort of uh, general news. General headlines, yep. Yeah, kind of general headlines. But there's been a lot of board news. Board news. Yes. Yes. And normally yes. board news means things that have been discussed or discovered on the boards. But today the board news is about the boards themselves. Right, right. Uh, I believe I put in my notes to you, Steve. <laughs> Bad mojo all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that seems to be the way to describe things. And never have I been more happy to not be officially affiliated with any website besides the archive. <laughs> uh, because uh, I don't know. You know, I've been thinking thinking a lot about about Rebel Scum, and you know, we definitely use them a lot. And I I love their service, and I'm never going to quit. I suspect I'll probably be banned at some point. Um, <laughs> I just think that happens just over time. But uh, one thing that Matthias pointed out. And I just sort of wanted to, to get this out there because I think he was really right. Was that the like button kind of messes things up? Yeah, yeah. And it's, his, uh... his point was that it doesn't engender conversation. Right. You know, you just click like. And well, yeah, it's it's the same. You see the same thing on on Facebook. That, that, that when I saw it on on the forums, I definitely kind of shuddered a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's such a good thing. Yeah, because I mean, it makes me like hanker for the days of cool, you know, just responses. <laughs> I mean, and especially for you know, for for us, you know, for our website, right, um, right. trying to get out there, it helps for us to be on the top page or whatever on the front. And so what yeah. happens is, you know, like, you know, we still get a lot of responses. That's not a big deal. But just as an sure, example, sure. someone can like a, a really important discovery for and like. It doesn't actually uh, keep it. Uh, up top, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't push it up top. Okay. So then, if someone responds to, you know, do you keep your capes folded up? Because people will always respond, oh, I fold my capes down. Oh, I pop my capes up. You're not going to yeah. say like, you right, know? right. So, anyways, uh, I think that was a good point. But that wasn't the board news, Steve. The the board news is all about our good friend Joe, who we yep. will be calling. Later on, we will be throwing a yes. brick through his window. But first, uh, I think it would be an interesting time to call John Ragusa, who yeah. uh, is a big wig over at the Imperial Gunnery, and just kind of talk about uh, what's been going on over in that site. I think, I don't know, Steve. It's 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 been weird, right? Because you know, Joe, who's a friend of ours, was was kicked off of Rebel Scum. Well, he, was he? He was just for a suspension, right? Well, he's now been kicked off completely. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, oh, I didn't see that. No, I, man, yeah. Well, let me break the news to you because I know you're busy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not only was he he kicked off the site forever. His good he had a goodbye thread. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see it. Yeah. So he posted saying, "I'm leaving Rebel Scum and I'm doing something else and goodbye." And uh, everyone said, "Oh, that's too bad." And some people said, "Oh, I understand." And then. Uh, Philip Wise, who owns the site, uh, came in and shut that down and opened up his own thread that said, you know, this is unacceptable. He's been banned for life. And his pictures, which he deleted, 
I am going to put back up because I own the pictures. Huh. So there's this whole debate about, wait, what? You own Joe's pictures from Flickr because he hosted them on your site? And there's this whole debate about right, right. what does Rebel Scum give to us and what do we give to Rebel Scum? And it's a democracy. No, it's not a democracy. We talked about that you know, last month. A little bit last month, yeah. yeah. And the whole copyright issue and, and things like that. Uh, yeah. Um, man, and that's, that's heavy. It's just getting heavy and it's just... It's just bad mojo. It's I, I'm not against Rebel Scum, and I'll always be a part of it, and I'll always be thankful for it because it's the place sure, where yeah. I met. But you know, the strength of a place is the strength of the people that are there, and uh, yeah, it's just strange because also you know I've been hanging around a lot with Dan Curto, who was pretty much the number two over there for a long time, ran almost everything. He's out now, and I, I don't know. It feels like. Uh, uh, it's just something weird. And, and Some kind of shift. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's that's what it is. It's like a shift. It's like prohibitive. And mm. uh, so, anyways, um, you know, I'm trying to kind of go over to other other places. You know, like I'm trying to check out Imperial Gunnery. I'm trying to, you know, I can't stand the black background, and I don't like the huge signatures. And I become <laughs> like a fuddy duddy who like wants everything to be for, all for my format. Way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, um, and I, yeah, I, I will never, you know, just choose one or the other. Um, sure. But I sure I'm glad that there's at least an alternative that's uh, a little bit less uh, prohibitive. So uh, let's see what I did not cut out of that, because um, as you know, I love being politically correct. <laughs> what do you think? Should, should I keep it all in, or should I? Am I going to get banned I, for saying that? I don't think you should, but no, uh, no. you know, because I'm not saying anyone should leave Rebel Scum. I'm just saying it's no, weird. no. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're free to an opinion. So, was... well, not technically. <laughs> so let's let's give John a call and see how things are going over there uh, on the gunnery. Don't know that. Hello. Hey, is this John? It is. Excellent. You know, we uh, accidentally called Vietnam last time. <laughs> Well, that's my other line. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it, it turns out uh, if you don't do it right, putting in 845 will just call Vietnam. It's like that old commercial where the guy tries to call Phoenix and calls Fiji. Oh, I yeah. He messed up oh, one yeah. number. Komenaka Pisai. Right. Yeah. The wrong number. I got this guy in Fiji. What? Is this Phoenix? No, you reached Fiji. I dial again. Fiji again. Let's talk about what is your position at uh, at the Imperial Gunnery, John? Well, right now I'm, I'm doing uh, global moderator and I'm the admin, um, obviously with a, a really good team of other guys. You know, Chris Botkins, uh, Rebel Chris right. uh, is the other admin, and then um, Tim, AJ, Paul, and Marco make up our uh, moderator group. Okay. And then and then just to give everybody their due, we have a, a great development team with uh, Chris Anthony, who goes by Chris J on the boards. All right. Uh, Horatio. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, our newest developer, uh, Mr. Joe. Right. Wow. So that's – so then this – so who's like the – who owns the whole – is the, it, is it not British? Is, Am I confused in thinking it was nope. British? No, you're absolutely right. Um, the site right now, uh, we're actually trying to do some stuff behind the scenes, but the site is owned by uh, Jay Henderson, who goes by Jay Massive. Uh, okay. He also okay. owns the Imperial Gunnery 
which is obviously our weapons guide. Um, so he's the owner of both. Um, he has taken a pretty passive role over the last year. So, uh, right. you know, we've all uh, a really good team of guys. We all, we all pitch in and, you know, really try to keep the site up and running. And obviously, um, lately we've, you know, the traffic and everything obviously has been, um, you know, a huge increase over what we were seeing, and, and we're real happy about that too. Yeah. So, so like, like what's happened on your end? Because you know, Steve and I have been talking about it. We don't, we definitely don't intend to burn any bridges anywhere. But no. I think we're we're pretty typical uh, people who just sort of be like, man, what's going on over there? So yeah, so, yeah. What's it been yeah, like absolutely. on your end? And, and let me tell you something. You know, you kind of hit it right in the head. And uh, you know, by the time you guys have this up, I posted this up on Rebel Scum because one of the users kind of made a remark like, you know, TIG, uh, you know, the Imperial Gunneries become TIG is our little acronym there. Right. Um, so the TIG guys must be breaking champagne over what's going on. And, you know, I wrote him back and I said, no, this is really not a time for anyone to be celebrating. I'm like, you know, we're, we're really happy that a lot of the users, have, you know, who most of them were members, but, you know, obviously inactive and, and um, you know, RS is, you know, Rebel Scum is obviously a great site. Um, but we're thrilled that people felt comfortable enough to kind of use us as an alternate site already. And then right. obviously with what's been going on, um, you know, with Joe and everything, you know, we've seen a huge increase uh, in popularity. We've had a lot of, you know, a lot of big names coming in, you know, starting to post and be a little bit more active. Um, you know, but again, it's, you know, the whole thing that went on, it's certainly not a, um, you know, not a reason to celebrate. I mean, we're happy to have a lot more traffic. Everybody's welcome, obviously, but... Um, right. You know, we we don't want you know. There's no reveling in it. These are one of those. It's one of those kind of things where nobody really walks away winning because anything that kind of fractures the community overall isn't really going to be that well yeah, done. But yeah. um, never yeah, a good you know, thing. But, yeah, it's funny because yeah. it it makes me think of you know like because when I started on Rebel Scum, you know, there was also Galactic Hunter, which was fairly big, um, but it just didn't get that much that much traction. And so when the Imperial Gunnery came around with its forums. I could tell it was more than that because it seemed to have the more international bent. Um, I think mm -hmm. I was kind of an American snob, and I'm like, oh, they're just going to sit there talking about <laughs> variations. I don't need to go over there. Um, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not just what the British guy, you know, talking about like Doctor Who and, you know, right. <laughs> uh, how many different uh, loops there are. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, um, you know, the site originally did have kind of a focus on certain things and, but like anything else, you know, it's evolved over the years. I mean, the site, believe it or not, you know, we're, we're going to be in our third year, uh, which went by extremely quickly. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, the thing that we just released was, and uh, I don't know how much, you, hopefully you guys are visiting the site, but um, the Outer Realm is a new section that we just opened, which, you know, obviously is um, all the work of uh, Joe. Um, and basically we're, we're giving the community a really good, you know, something that I think was overdue in general, right. which was, you know, I mean, Joe, Joe's the kind of guy who's got so much knowledge, and for him to just have been floating around on the sites, I mean, um, we talked, and, you know, I'm like, you know, you, you have so much to offer, and he's, he's a generous guy with his time. He's very generous with giving people information, but there was never a place for him to kind of set up shop. Right. You know, and um, when we launched the Outer Realm, you know, we have, you know, multiple forms on his personal database, 
Uh, we're doing Uze lines. We're doing the Polish lines. We're doing, you know, unarticulated the Mexican lines. So we've seen a great amount of traffic coming through that because I think now that people see that there's a, a physical place and it's not just catching Joe on a thread or sending him a PM, he's being very forthcoming. So that's been a real big plus for the site. I mean, I'm actually looking right now just for the, you know, just to kind of give you guys like a little bit of an idea. But I mean, we launched this, you know, about a month ago and we're, we're into the 12, 15, 20, 42, 6,000 hits on his, uh, oh, wow. we, yeah. Well, we got a little cheesy with the names, but, uh, you know, the Outer Realms is the actual part of his site. Then we have, uh, the bootlegs from 12 systems and the latest purchases in parentheses, sorry, George, for all the unarticulated, <laughs> <laughs> for all the unlicensed stuff. But, um, you know, it's got, it's, it's been really good. And, um, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a great collaborative effort. Joe's obviously, um, you know, running the show there, but there's so many good collectors that have been coming in and being very generous with, with their pictures and descriptions. And, you know, there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of sharing of knowledge that you had to kind of piece together another site. Right. You know, again, you know, doing searches. Now it's all here in one thing, and I, and I think people are really starting to respond to it. So, yeah, you know, again, no, that, that, that's a really good really idea. I, I think that, that that may be, you know, an ultimate strength of, of your site is having – the ability to go a little more niche and not be afraid to go that way, and and especially, I mean, bootlegs just are so popular. And you know, we're this is actually going to be the first month in about four months that we've uh, thrown a brick through Joe's window, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, we're going to be interviewing him about about Luke X-wing, uh, Luke X-wing bootlegs. But yeah, it's really uh, it's great that there would just be one place uh, because it is true that I mean. I don't think I'll get banned for saying that the Rebel Scum search function uh, is not very effective. And uh, so the idea of any time I had to look for something about a bootleg and look it up, and I'm like, it has to be this many characters, and you just couldn't find it. And yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I ran into the same problem. I mean, um, you know, I'm obviously, you know, my focus, I, you know, my main focus is licensed stuff. Um, but you know, I have a you know a moderately small but nice little bootleg collection, and I was kind of like you. If there was something that caught my interest, you know, I had to do a lot of searching around to try to figure stuff out. And um, you know, it already came in handy for me because I picked up something, and I'm like, you know, is this a variant? Is this legit? And you know, believe it or not, it was like I found it in two steps where previously I might have might have taken me a while, or you know, you always risk opening it up, you know, and saying, hey, you know, did you guys see this on eBay? And, you know, hoping nobody else is looking at it. Right. So um, it's right, a great yeah. thing. And, you know, like I said, it's uh, it, it's great to have Joe working on it. And I, I can't tell you how, how good it is to have somebody with that kind of knowledge. I mean, it's just, it's like there's just no limit to what this guy knows and, and what he owns. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Does he know more than he owns? Well, that's an interesting question. But, uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's awesome. I think... You know, we're, I'm not really uh, advocating a mass exodus, but I do think that it's definitely if you're listening to the show, that means you care about what's going on in in, in Star Wars vintage collecting news, and I don't think you can anymore. You know, just look at Rebel Scum. Just if for no other reason, even if it's just Joe, that's a reason to go there. But it's not just Joe. There's a lot of different conversations going on. Uh, it's awesome. And I think, man, we mentioned your your uh, your small world focus, like in our second or oh, third yeah. episode, right? It was. It was, your, it was, it was actually on. in your. Uh, it was in your first one. Was it? Yeah, I knew. It I knew it was early. Uh, we weren't trying to, to suck up to the admin of a popular site. It was just uh, <laughs> we just happened to like that. How, how's that going for you now? 
It's actually going very well. Uh, you know, it's since you guys, you know, kind of started with it. I mean, it's gone through some major renovations. Um, you know, I have a very odd rule when I collect is I, I only have one of every figure, um, with a few minor exceptions. So where I'm actually I'm hitting a double challenge now. Years later, right. uh, obviously, you know, the stuff that I still need, most of it is, you know, a handful of them exist. You know, uh, like a POC, uh, you know. Uh, Carded. Yeah, like a POC ESB, the right. Imperio Contracta or whatever. I'm, I'm terrible at uh, <laughs> mounting it. You know, um, I need a lot of the ESB stuff. Right. Um, and, there's, you know, they come up once every few years. And so that's getting a little challenging. But the other thing I've run into is I've got about, you know, I have all my figures are sealed. I, I actually, I had a side thing once. It was kind of a joke, but people liked it. I have a proper U grade. I have a proper U set. Instead of them being all U graded, they're just unopened. So okay. Everything I have is sealed. I, I that. Yeah. yeah. So everything I have is sealed. But the problem is, is because I only collect one of every figure, eventually, like if I, you know, if, if, like I'm just, I'm staring at my wall right now. So just to give you an example, you know, I have my Death Squad Commander. Um, is a uh, Harbor 12 back. Right. So now, if by some chance another another Death Squad commander came up on a card back that I need, I I will sell the Harbor by the other one. Right now, I have about half of my collection is non-Kenner US. Huh. So I'm starting to run out of things that I can swap. Right. And there's a lot of them that I only have, like like a 12 back Toll Toys. So, like, is my, my R2-D2 is a 12-back toll toy, the Australian release. Right. So I pretty much can never buy another R2-D2 again because I'm never going to be able to replace a toll toy's 12-back. Right. You know, my Yoda is um, a Harbert uh, Empire Strikes Back. And, and you know, if you, if you don't know, Harbert only released Yoda. He's the 32-back. There was a Boba Fett mail-in. Um, so they're actually – technically there's two, but they're different uh, artworks. So I can never get rid of my Yoda because I literally – there is no other, you know, Harbert 32-back ESB. Right. So I'm starting to run into some weird problems like that, which I really didn't uh, – I probably should have thought through a little bit better when I started this. No, that's but, cool because uh, the, 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 the more constraints you put on yourself, the longer it will take you to, to achieve your goal. Well, that's, you know, that's sort of the ironic beauty of it is I'll probably never be done. Right. So, uh, you know, that's, so, that's so really like, not the worst thing in the so world. So, like, you know, what if – because, I mean, you, you will eventually get – because especially with the having R2, you know, you could wind up – like, you don't have a carded Bossa, do you? No, does, I don't think anybody does, right? I, I don't know. I think there's only a couple of card backs that exist. Yeah, a couple of card but, backs, but I, I suspect – I thought I maybe heard someone saying maybe someone – so, like, if a carded Bossa shows up, you got to sell that R2. You know, because you'll get yeah. another, you'll get another told to you know, or if like a an Empire Strikes Back uh, Lily Lady ever comes up for sale, and you know you wind there's, up. There's there's gonna be some very nerdy versions of Sophie's Choice going on in my house. <laughs> you know, luckily what I've <laughs> what I've started to do though is I've actually, and this has actually helped out a lot. Originally, once I got a particular run, um, I never got another one. So when I got a Takara. I never bought another one. So what I finally realized was, okay, even if you don't necessarily need this foreign card back, buy it anyway because now you have two pieces that are expendable. Right. Uh, and you start doubling and tripling your odds. And, and that actually has worked out pretty well because I was a little pigeonholed on a couple of things, but now I have, you know, 
I have a little more latitude. Like I've got, I am. Uh, this is not too an exact, but just to give you, like, you know, like the Spanish PBPs. I have three of them. I've got uh, one, two, three Meccano Return of the Jedi's. Uh, right. So, uh, so you wind up being able to kind of increase your yeah. trade bait, and yeah, I- exactly. And, and it's it has worked out pretty well. Um, so you know, you keep going. Now, you know, I'm trying to expand a little bit without really getting out of hand. Like, uh, you know, like I wanted to pick up an error card. Uh, and preferably a foreign one. So I got lucky and got uh, a Meccano, the the famous Yon Solo, where it's Luke Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So I got him. So I kind of like I covered two bases. All right, now I have a Meccano and I have a miscard. So I have like you know, so net, that that opens me up here. So it's a there, there's a little bit of strategy to it, but right. uh, I mean you know I'm not I'm not spending too many brain cells on it. I hope. Right. Uh, I don't have that many to spare, <laughs> but um, it, it's been great. And you know what? Uh, it's it's. I, I didn't even when I joined Scum in 2008. I didn't even know foreign stuff existed. Like, you know, my goal was to just get a loose set completed, and uh, that's I how many static. people. So that's like the majority yeah. of people start. Like, yeah. I just you, want it, a loose set. <laughs> when I got Blue Snaggletooth, I was like, like, oh, like I, I carried him home. Like I think I put him in my car, like with the seatbelt around him. You know, like, oh, like oh no no. You think you did? I think we know you did. That's, yeah, who am I? Who am I kidding? Uh, you know, so it's like, it, but it, it's you know, it's. It, I'll tell you what. If I didn't get into the foreign stuff, I'll tell you, I don't really know if I'd still be. I, I think it kind of launched me into like being a full fledged, you know, commitment to collecting. I, I don't really know right. where uh, where I would have led because some of the other stuff just kind of, you know, I tried doing bootlegs for a while, like just dedicated to bootlegs. It really didn't catch my eye. Just getting Kenner carded really didn't do it for me. But when I got into the foreign stuff, it was just it just like opened up a whole new world for me. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's been Literally. great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish I had done that intentionally. That would have been pretty witty, but I, I kind of fell into it. Uh, you know, so now we know that. what kind of humor you have. Unintentional. <laughs> Unintentional. <laughs> Beware of humor. Might show up at any time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you know, I've been doing that, and then like I said, I do my bootlegs. Um, you know, I've got a handful of them. Um, my rule on bootlegs, actually, it has to go on my desk. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched. I actually videotaped my collection because I was too lazy to take a lot of pictures. Uh, so it's up on YouTube if you ever, you know, yeah, if you ever yeah. want to see it. But uh, I, you know, my wife, you know, my, my wife is a very understanding woman. Uh, basically, it's, I have to keep everything in my, in my home office. I can't leave okay. the home office. So I have one wall, and I've got my desk, and everything else is occupied space. So my bootlegs, if it can't fit on my desk, I basically can't buy it. So uh, I have to be very selective with what I pick because I have about four square feet of real estate to fill up, and then I'm, uh, and then I'm tapped. Uh, that's great. Jesus, <laughs> I think it's probably about time for the uh, Soviet lightning round, hey? Eh? Oh, I'm, yeah. I, am, I am all set. I've been, I've been waiting for this. All right, excellent. I'm, I've, I have to warn you, I've been drinking warm milk, so I'm a little bit off my game. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the milk is actually also past date, so so we're gonna see if I can even remember all of the questions. Um, as long as you Steve, don't mean now, I think we can make our way through it. It's been a <laughs> while you. since we did these, huh? Yeah, it has been a while. All right. Well, I think probably the easiest one to remember is uh, uh, you know, list the six movies in order of preference. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm probably do Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Um, a New Hope. Yep. Return of the Jedi, and then uh, Sith clones and Phantom Menace. 
All right. right. I think I think that's our most popular order, Steve. I was, I yeah, it, so. I was, has Phantom Menace ever made its way out of the basement? Uh, it's <laughs> never made it to the top three. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What's the so then? I, oh, I guess we could say, what's your Holy Grail country? Well, what's the the card back country one that you're searching for the most? Well, it you know even though I have a, a the Boba Fett Harbert Mailway, that is absolutely right. my Grail. It's just. It's an impossible piece, but if it ever shows up on any form, it's gonna, it's gonna get ugly. But that that's my big. <laughs> oh, you 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 mean the 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 ESB Harbert uh, Boba Fett? Yeah, the one that was, it was only available in a mail-in Garden. advertisement. Yeah, and uh, right. luckily my Boba Fett is just the uh, my Boba Fett that I have is a ma- is the mailer, right. the original mailer, so he can go very easily and get replaced if I could come up with that guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you you know who has it right? I'm sorry. Do you know who owns it? I do not. I, I can tell you right now. Ooh, please do. <laughs> awesome. Well, I was glad to uh, be able to tell you where your ho- holy grail is, at least. Yeah, I just uh, died a little on the inside, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least you know, you know. At least, exactly. Like, now I know who to start stalking. Yeah, well, well you, you heard my whole story, you know. It took me six or seven years to get that thing from Derek, you know. It's like... I- once you know, knowing is the first step. Uh, and then uh, let's do the, the burning house question. So if, if your house was burning and you had to grab just one item off your shelf or off your wall, which one would it be? You know, God, I hope I never have to make that decision. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough call, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I would probably, I, I want to say the Yoda just because, right. like, as far as I know, like, there's, like, two, like, maybe three that exist. So the the Harbor ESB Yoda, but I'm staring right now at my only carded Uze, which is R5-D4, right. and i got to tell you, he might, you know, they, the, I might go with him. You know what? i I, I got to tell you, I might go with the Uze. That's good. you got to go with your heart, and I, I love that yeah. R5-D4, uh, the Uze. Oh yeah, you know he needed a bigger head. So thank you, Turkey, yeah. <laughs> for for making that a reality. Now we know how Joe got his own section on the Imperial Gunnery. Let's see how it works. I'll have to I'll have to try and uh, contact uh, Jesse's girl here. All right, uh, and then of course, finally, the great existential question: If you were a Star Wars collectible, which one would you be, and why? Oh goodness gracious! Uh... You know you've been thinking about it. No, actually, i got to tell you the truth. I actually haven't been thinking about it. If I was a collectible, who would I be and why, huh? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make life easy. If, okay. if, I, was, if, if I was a uh, Star Wars figure, I would want to be – I'd want to be Darth Vader. You know, I, okay. you know, the guy's a badass. In the end, he ends up doing the right thing. So even though he was like a badass his whole life and did a lot of terrible stuff, uh-huh. He made his piece with it right at the end, so he's all good going into the afterlife. So, what the <laughs> hell? You know, he, he had it plotted very well. All right, cool. And would, it, would you be from any particular country? Ooh. Um, you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to just, just because I'm looking at it, I like the clipper box that he, the little clipper mail-in from the, uh, oh, cool. that came oh, out. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah I, I like, I like the fact that it's just, an enormously long name and address to get this thing out to people. It takes up the whole length of the box for wherever he came from. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go with the clipper. He's got a nice the, mold to him. 
It's like a Ruma Rubert ring. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that that's that's a good figure to be. Mini awesome figure, job. neat Voop Verkop. I mean, you know, <laughs> how do you not appreciate that? <laughs> uh, awesome job. Well, we uh, we we've got a brick to throw through uh, Joe's window, and it's uh, it's almost midnight here on the East Coast. Oh, uh, so, uh, listen, it's been a it's been a pleasure. You know, I yeah. uh, really really like the podcast. You know, and and just I I don't I'm sure you haven't been staying up nights, but um. If uh, I heard you a couple of months ago mention that uh, that awesome review from TDI Heather, okay, well that's me. Oh, it's my really? daughter. I, I I'm I might be the last person on earth who doesn't have an iPod. Okay. So <laughs> I asked my daughter. I asked my 12 year old. I'm like, can you log into iTunes and show me how to write a review? Oh, awesome. so she logged oh, me into her thanks. account, and uh, you know, so I, I am obviously a big fan when I'm not, you know, messing around with albino tigers and whatever other nonsense I spewed out there. But uh, <laughs> okay. you know, appreciate you guys letting me uh, letting me hang out with you for a little bit. Yeah, oh, awesome. Great job. Well, we'll, Thank uh, you. we'll we'll see you on the on the boards plural and uh and thanks for, for coming on talking about the the new stuff over at the TIG. Have a good one, guys. All right. Yaggy 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 yaggy. Hey, if you would just call Joe right now, right? Yep. Everyone pick up a brick and throw it through Joe's window. It's bootleg time on the Kivecast. All right. Well, Steve, uh, I just hit record here. Uh, we've been having a little bit of a uh, off-topic conversation with Joe, as always. He's yeah. a wonderful interlocutor, and we're very happy to have you back on the show, Joe. How's it going? Yeah. Very good. Waffle Waffle Sky and Waffle Waffle Steve. Great being back. Uh, lots of new events happening in the vintage community, not just uh, my little bootleg corner of it. Yeah, yeah, it's been been very exciting. You know, we just we just had John on, and our our listeners just heard that, and he explained all about what your new section is going to be and and how it's going to work. And uh, I think we'll 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 catch up to you on that. But what we really want is just to go back to the old school brick through Joe's window. Let's look at the limelights. Now the the, yeah. the, the poor cantina aliens. I don't think we got any of them in there. Uh, life got the better of us. But but you were able to share with us your limelights for Luke X Wing. And I did not think there would be very many, and I was surprised at how many there are. Yeah, me too. And what's well, cool... not that there's much variation as far as there being a bunch of different ones from different places. Right. It's just there are a lot of variations on the ones that do exist. Right. Yeah, and I, what I like uh, is... Um, wait, sorry, I just lost it on there. Right. Um what I really like is this this first photo. And one thing that's cool that's happened, Joe, since last time you did the show is we now do enhanced podcasts so people can see images uh, as we talk about them. So oh, I, I listened to and watched the last one and saw that uh, very new innovation for the show. It's a, definitely a great little step. Yeah. So yeah. this definitely time, in, nice. in, in, and now when we throw the throw the brick through your window, it'll be a little bit more directed. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to say not the one on the left. Um, so yes, I think we must start with this Japanese knockoff box. So it appears to be Luke X-Wing in some kind of karate pose. What is the story? Um, it's a Japanese model kit. Um, it's from a line that there were eight different model kits total. That's from the second series of them. Um, that second series, I only have two from the second series, which is an R2 and Luke X-Wing. I've never wow. even seen the other two. I'm not even sure what characters they are. I'd have to ask uh, 
John S. H. at um, some point. Right. He, he never was able to find them. Huh. Wow. Yeah, and it's uh, have you have you looked in the inside? Is it a have you seen the, what the model looks like put together? I haven't put the model together. It's still on the sprues. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, but it, it's an interesting-looking model. Well, I can tell you after putting together one of those models, it's disappointing. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're not – box art is better than the product inside. Oh, M- yeah. Much better. As uh, I'll put up a link again to my uh, me putting Hula together. Skirt, Hula Skirt Chewy. <laughs> Hula yeah. Skirt Chewy. But, uh, but that's great too because the X-Wing looks like kind of a, a Japanese anime X-Wing in the background and just him and doing – this is the chop. <laughs> yeah, doing the karate chop. It's awesome. And the Falcon's oh, yeah, even in there, kind of, yeah. yeah it's That's a, cool. It's a Falcon-ish. And then next to that, you have what appears to be a, a, a Polish card, right? Yep. The next two after that are both Polish uh, carded. The tall one in the center is a first-generation uh, carded uh, Luke X-Wing. And, th- and that's your bread. That's the thing you're looking for the most, right, is first-generation Polish? Um, as far as carded is concerned, yeah. I have finished my carded set. I have oh. all 20 original cards, original bubbles with original figures. Oh, wow. Um, a few of them, you know, do not have the original staples. That's the only thing about them that's not, you know, not correct. And some have had some text removed there from the find that James Gallo had, uh, late last year. Oh, wow. But I, uh, currently have all, uh, all 20 original cards, original bubbles, and original figures going in them. So it's just a matter of uh, taking a nice uh, limelight uh, picture of those now that that set is finished, which those will be added to the um, Polish article when we get to on uh, the Outer Realm. Wow. Cool. Man, that's exciting. You know, it's funny. You'd think that with me thinking about language all the time, I would have actually looked at the Polish card back. But it's so cool. It has all three movies on it. It's like a tri-logo. Yeah, that's all. It's got the Gwijni Wajni and the Imperium Contrataki and the Power Rod Jedi. And, and of course, the Y-Wing for, for no discernible <laughs> <Yeah>. reason. <laughs> and then, Just for it had to be there. Right. And then I've, I've never quite understood the one next to that, which is another X-Wing, but it's got the one, uh, it's got the one Stormtrooper. What's, what's the story behind that one? Um, that is a Polish second-generation articulated uh, figure. Um, those are really tough to come by carded, no matter what character is on it. Um, those I bought, I've had those at least 15 years. I, I bought the Luke X-Wing and the Stormtrooper carded, um, off of a friend, and I, you know, at the time, I remember John Alvarez scolding me because he thought I paid way too much for them. Right. Um, <laughs> but compared to what they would go for in the open market today, it was a song. Right. So I, I can't complain. But what do you think one of those would go for now? For one of those on the open market, you're looking, I'd guess, to pay easily between 1500 and 2000 Right. Wow. Screw each other. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's, is there any theory about, uh, is that the, the Tri-Logo image that they used? Is that is that the idea? Or? Yes, but, but that's from the Tri-Logo card, definitely. Okay, okay. so uh, then with the first generation using the three logos... Is it possible that, like, Poland actually got some Tri-Logo figures as well as bootlegs? Does anyone know about that? Um, I've heard stories from Polish collectors that licensed carded Star Wars figures were available kind of black market because they were Mm. illegal to import. Right. But they, um, just like everything else, if it exists and there's a market for it, people will find a way to get it. Right. True. 
And then uh, underneath that, you have just a wonderful uh, panoply of, I assume, third generation unarticulated. Oh, the uh, unarticulated. Well, there's yeah. no real generations to the unarticulated. Okay. Um, we're actually working on some theories of there being some different factories on those at the moment. Huh. Um, we have Jacob uh, looking into a bunch of stuff on that because there were some height variations. Right. And we believe there was another factory uh, cranking them out, and so. There'll be more information coming up on that as we do the Polish article. Um, me and Jacob are going to be working very closely on that. Right. And I feel, yeah, his knowledge mixed with my knowledge will, you know, create something that will be mind-blowing once it gets out there. That's awesome. And, and you know, uh, Steve and I have often lamented about the lack of, of a B-Wing pilot bootleg. <laughs> uh, but really, a, a badly painted Luke X-Wing is almost the same thing. I mean, I'm looking at this red one right there. That, that could go either way, right? <laughs> No one would fault you for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and boy, that all white one kind of looks like a Tron guy, too. Yeah, he does look like a Tron guy. That's funny. Yeah, no, they're nice, yeah, though. They're, they're nice looking, all those different colors. You know, you can really imagine them. And then, uh, boy, that's just. So, is there anything else in here that's not. Then you have other articulated ones as well? Yes, the, um, the third picture, which is uh, the one that's labeled LXW2, right, um, is all the top row is all first generation. Okay. The second row is all excuse me. The top top row is all first generation. Right. The second row is all second generation, and the third row up until the unpainted is okay. all second mm -hmm. gen. Then the last two are third gen. All right. And that's it for the Polish. The final two on there are actually Mexican SA. Okay. Mexican semi-articulated, and those are incredibly rare. That's one of the rarest figures from that line. Huh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, those look pretty scary. Yeah, those look like those belong in Steve's collection. <laughs> He's got awesome. those, those crazy eyes. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was noticing. <laughs> You know, he looks like one of the robot chicken eyes, actually. If you, if you watch the robot chicken, they, oh, they get yeah, the, the crazy right. eyebrows and the bulgy yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very much so. I agree. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. And then uh, the last picture is a second-generation uh, Luke X-Wing unarticulated Sprue. Uh, excuse me, articulated Sprue. Let me huh. say that again for editing purposes. Okay. Um, the last picture is a uh, second-gen articulated uh, unassembled Sprue. Oh, cool. Um, which is basically the close to a prototype stage that you're going to find from that line. Excellent. Wow. Wow, Joe, this is a really fun, a really fun limelight because, or a fun, I don't know, uh, display of bootlegs. Because I really, I just kind of assumed, of course, there'd be Luke X-Wing, but there's something about the, there's a lot of detail paid to like all the, the different uh, little hoses and buttons on his, uh, on this front and everything and the, the, all the, Jumpsuits are painted differently, and yeah, it's that's a really fun bootleg. Yeah, it's yeah, there's all the lots of yeah, lots of knobs and stuff on it. So I, the painters at the factories, I guess, yeah, have a field day, you know, and every little dot means another variation that I need to find in my collection. So. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then speaking of variations, you you also sent uh, a couple uh, um, model trims. Yeah. Um, and uh, boy, the paint differences on these they and is there a theory that there were different factories for model trims as well? Um, no, but they definitely went through more than one mold per figure. Right. Because there are so many, there are quite a few mold variations as well. I believe those two are different mold variations and different uh, 
assembly variations as far as the lints are concerned. Mm. Right. Yeah, because I often Which thought about do, the Chewies because they're just so different. And when we do the uh, Model Trem article update uh, for the Outer Realm, um, that will all be gone into. Me and uh, Martigen are going to work on that. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. I'll probably get an email from after this airs uh, saying, no, it's not you, it's not my name. <laughs> it's not it's Marty it's Mark Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's great, too, because the on the cause they have, like, the, the stripe on his helmet is different widths, and yep. uh, I really like... Just the, the arm sockets, too. You can tell there's a huge difference in, like, the, the width of his arms. <laughs> and, and Steve and I started off this episode complaining about the black hair on the Luke X-Wing figure. And this one looks like it's just they're really thick eyebrows and he's just yeah. like he's furrowing his eyebrows. But. Yeah, he could definitely uh, definitely do some escaping on those. But do R- R- R5 and, and, and Cantina's next month. All right, I'm sure I'll talk to you guys online. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Was, Have I'm a great night, guys. Yeah, see you, you too. All right, Steve. Well, that was an awesome getting getting back with Joe. Uh, yes, it's, absolutely. It's already past midnight here on the East Coast, so I'm. Uh, uh, I tell you, the the, the Luftwaffe is really is really pounding us pretty hard here on the Thames. Um, <laughs> before we, our segments, you know, like the Nuggets, I I did just want to have one quick little limelight, Steve. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but it it came and it went. And this is another example of why I don't like that like button because, you know, some people liked it, but it only got like maybe three or four. uh, uh, Yeah, it got five likes and like four responses. So it annoyed me. And what it is is it's Lee, uh, you know, who's been a member forever. And uh, he has this whole focus. He has this whole Hoth focus, which is cool. That's not what's interesting me here. Um, What I really like is he has a whole collection of 49 pence stickers. Yes. So can you explain this, Steve, to the listener who doesn't have a smartphone? <laughs> so he's got these uh, the set of Hoth items that have the price sticker of 49 pence. And uh, <laughs> so he's got, you know, the Tauntaun, a couple of Wampas um, on, you know, all sorts of packaging. He's got the Empire packaging, Jedi packaging. The Jedi uh, Ewok combat glider, the speeder bike, a whole bunch of mini rigs and, and accessories, and they have these awesome special buy forty nine pence stickers on them. Right, <laughs> and and so you just really get the sense that as far as nostalgia goes, you you know how could you get more nostalgic for a British collector? I imagine yeah. Than than these stickers, and that's really cheap. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's a really good price for a, a speeder bike, even if it was a crappy toy. Um, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> it is. Do, do you own one that isn't broken in half? Or maybe you're a better uh, steward a of your point. toys. Every single one of my speeder bikes is broken in half, and I don't have the other half. Um, <laughs> Yes, the vehicle maintenance uh, energizer is a better toy. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, so it, it's just a great collection because, again, it's not necessarily that valuable. You know, it's not like there's a lot of people out there trying to complete the set. Uh, I doubt that one was probably more expensive than the other, but it's a really nice collection. It's a nice way to have a, you know, he's got a great collection anyways, but it's a great way to have a small uh, little little focus of just really cool 
uh, a really cool niche. So yeah, no, it's it's got some meaning and heart to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I also like how the way he, he posed them, the Ewok combat gliders on top of the Endor Forest Ranger, yeah. and it really looks because look, oh yeah, <laughs> because the 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 boulder breaks out of the racetrack frame. It really looks like he's dropping it. Just- Right yeah, on the Rebel right Soldier, or Rebel Commando, or whichever <laughs> yep. one of those it is. Yep. Um, I'm going to get an angry email from uh, from Chris B pretty soon. But uh, which one is that, Steve? He's that, that's it the on. Rebel Commando. That's Rebel Commando, right. Okay. <laughs> um, right. How is it that I don't know that, Steve? I don't know. I, I think <laughs> it's not like I host a, a vintage Star Wars collector's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So is that that's our our limelight, and that's kind of just saying, hey everybody, this stuff is awesome, and you should be commenting on it. So without further ado, and there's been much ado on this podcast, uh, let's get to the the nugget. It is a nugget from the archive. It is a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. So I, I picked a pair of things. The first is some preliminary coin art for the Power of the Force coin for the Luke Skywalker uh, figure. And uh, interesting story about this one is that it was uh, you know one of the first uh, test coins that was manufactured, and it was done at originally at three quarter the size of the, what would be the final size of the, of the Power of the Force coins. And um, it's it's got some interesting features. That the original version has like Saturn. In the in the art, which which right. survived on the test coins, but then they they removed it for the the final thing. I just think it's kind of funky, right? And, and you, neat. you get the sense that whoever did it had no concept of what Star Wars was. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they they uh, always they had the toy of the the X wing fighter because it looks just like the toy, right? And they had some kind of artwork of, of Luke, but then they, yeah, they have Saturn in there. <laughs> You're right. That really is the toy. Yeah, you just, you see what I mean? It's like it's the toy. It's not the like the accurate X-wing. It's even got but that the... lame little orange button behind R2D2. Yeah, yeah, behind R2D2, exactly. Right, well, I'm yeah. not going to say that that button's cool. Okay. It's it, yeah. not lame like the speeder bike. It's yeah. it's cool. Makes yeah. uh, <laughs> nice buzzing sound. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, the and then you know we also have the the final product of what this turned out to be, which I guess they were about 400 that have made it to the secondary market as, as far as the writing of, of the original article, which I think was probably a while ago. But they're all kind of dispersed through former Kenner employees. But uh, it's just cool because it's kind of like the birth of the uh, the Power of the Force coin as as we all know them now. Right. And, of course, our Amanda Manatee is going to be joining that, that real yes, heritage. Pantheon. <laughs> the Pantheon. Uh, yeah, that's the, that little. Uh, it's funny actually because I was looking through Gus and Duncan's book, um, huh. and they have a lot of great coin stuff there. They had the sure. original drawing of uh, of the Boba Fett coin for the sticker. Oh right. Oh, that's a beaut. Uh, and yeah. uh, the other thing I just noticed was whoever it was that was there was no quality control over at the Power <laughs> of the Force coins. That was the problem. They had no. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows about the great Hans Solo coin. Yep. Yep. Right? But then I never noticed that there's the misspelling of villain on Vlix. So there's there's a coin out there that's Vlix Villain. Um, yeah, yeah. So which that's I right. think is is great because it's you know it could almost be like you know an Armenian last name. You know what I mean? Like Vlix <laughs> Villain. You know? But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they they called the cantina a cafe. Yeah, that that's uh, I'm, I'm uh, I kind of wish we had 
I'd remembered that when we were talking about the the canteen aliens. It's, it's so good you're bringing it up now. And that's <laughs> yeah, the cafe aliens. The cafe aliens. <laughs> yeah, pretty, these like pretentious dudes. Yeah, uh, Nothing, with the oh, God, well, walrus man has the has the turtleneck. So yeah, you know, yeah, he's just, he's going down that route. We could just paint that black, you know. <laughs> That 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 would be good. I mean, we 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 know, of course, that most of our uh, our designers are busy working on the cardbacks, so uh, they haven't been able to do things. But I would like to see a a, a cafe alien. Uh, <laughs> see that with a, like. with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, with a cigarette, a little espresso, maybe a cell phone on the table. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking sort of you know me circa you know 2002. Um, yeah, cafe alien. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we don't serve their kind here. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty good nugget. Unfortunately, that's quick. I'm definitely getting yes. punch drunk here. Dude, do not drink warm milk when you're trying to record a podcast. You may end up in the ER before this episode's really over. I'm a little concerned. If like, all of a sudden I don't hear you talking, yeah. I'm going to be calling so, you know, the Rochester, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah. hey. Uh, check out the parking lot yes. at the library at the college there yeah. at nazareth college campus security i think he, he may be down he drank some some spotty muck this is actually good i'm getting myself ready for the c-3po's competition you're, oh yeah all you're, right you're, you're gonna right. be participating in by yourself yeah uh anyways let's uh let's get to the uh, the unloved item steve okay all right because uh we, we we've got to yes Steve, uh, you you managed even in your uh, your summer session to come up with, with quite a nice uh, with quite a nice uh, unloved item. What well, describe yeah. it to us? <laughs> well, yeah, I was looking for something that was summer related, and uh, what I found was this beach pad, and, it, and it's described as the Star Wars space fantasy beach pad, and it's got this awesome artwork for just the the design of the beach pad itself. But uh, I just I love that there's just this label that's kind of isolated from everything else. It just says space fantasy. Space on it. fantasy. Now, Steve, I'm actually going to be sending you something right now that I whipped up. Uh, oh, you really got me going with this one right here. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh, because I realized something. Okay, this What's is that? one of the most scandalous and fascinating Star Wars collectibles in the universe. I oh, never man. So even I've, really I've thought about a can this. of worms here. <laughs> you really did. Okay. Okay. So we have to describe this properly. Yes. Okay? Yes. It's a beach pad. Which, first of all, what in the universe is a beach pad? Okay. <laughs> so it's the great sort of uh, Star Wars uh, linen imagery, okay, yep. kind of like loose drawing style. Mm-hmm. And then it's got someone reading on it. Yep. But it's this weird thing, Steve, and I really, uh, it really may not be touching on something here, but it appears to be about a 13 or 14-year-old girl. Something like that, In yeah. a bathing suit, <laughs> reading a book and listening to the radio. Yep. And, I mean... Uh, that is Lolita. <laughs> okay, if you've seen Stanley Kubrick's Lolita, if you've oh, yeah. seen the remake, if you've read Nabokov's book, that's the way that Humber Humber falls in love with Lolita. She is sitting on oh, a blanket, no. reading a book, listening with to the radio. radio. Oh, man. Space 
Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, jeez. I, I don't know if it's tied in. I'm not saying a pedophile made the beach pad by Ben. Oh, man. Uh, but it's, it's at least worth mentioning out there that it is probably the most pedophiliac of all the Star Wars collectibles that are out there. <laughs> um, oh, man. Right? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, the Lolita thing. Oh my God, you're I totally. Said, so right. I, I just sent you a picture uh, of a still from Kubrick's version. You know, so Stanley yeah. Kubrick recorded the movie. If you don't know the the story is about a guy who falls in love with a 13 year old girl, right? So that's what it's about. And uh, there's been a couple of movies, and none of them are as creepy or unsettling as the book. And that's the, yeah, and that's the key scene of her is you know, uh, reading the book and listening to the radio. <laughs> so it is indeed unloved, or perhaps. Overly loved, <laughs> uh, um, but actually, Steve, I looked it unnatural, up. unnatural, <laughs> unnatural, um, or it's just an innocent thing, just trying to say, hey, who likes Star Wars and why not? Um, right. Not everything has to be overthought and 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 crazy, Steve. You know. <laughs> but no, not everything. <laughs> but in, in my world, it does. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think that brings us up to our uh, our tag oddball features. Yep, that's right. Which are sort of paired on to the uh, the unloved items. Okay. Um, so just a couple brief items that I had never seen before. I had never seen these either. Steve, if I say the word items again, uh, I owe you a Pepsi Cola. <laughs> um, so uh, the first thing is what is described as school labels. Yeah. From yeah. Benelux, which for those of you who don't know, it stands for B, Elgium, N. Netherlands and Luxembourg, Benelux, and uh, I don't fully understand what they are. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think of is like for the first day of school when you got to like know your classmates, you just, just write your name in that little blank spot. Uh, that's the only thing I can, or like maybe for your desk, you know? Yeah, that's probably it's probably for your desk, or yeah. maybe it's for labeling your books. Or yeah, yeah, maybe your books. But what makes yeah. these great is this combination of standard. Uh, appears to be Empire Strikes Back line art yep. with Ralph McQuarrie images yeah, in the back. They're awesome. Yeah, they're really great. And uh, there's, I think you, I think we've talked about that before. It'd be possible to do a sort of subset of Macquarie, uh items. Yeah. And this is just really cool because they're not usual Macquarie images that you see. You know, it's not Luke and Darth. It's two one B attending yeah, to, right. to Luke. With, with with Ben Kenobi there, with Ben Kenobi, <laughs> that is a really great one. I just yeah. want that one. Yeah. Because what's Obi Wan doing there? Like, yeah, sorry, I I told you about Dagobah system. But <laughs> that's great. And then the other one is a uh, UK costume. You know, they all have a European flair to them. Right. Like, right. Like Imperial gunnery, um, and and the Star Wars Cafe has a European flair too. Uh, is apparently made by a company called Akamas. And it's, it's a good name. It's a C-3PO <laughs> costume. And have you looked at this image yet, Steve? Yeah. C-3PO's got like a white cape, it almost looks like, to me. I don't know. What do you think that is? I don't know what – I don't understand it. it. It looks like when they took the picture, they just forgot to tie it around his waist. Or Maybe. Or, I don't know what, but it's way too long for this yeah. kid. So yeah. <laughs> it's his torso and then at his knees is like – where his thighs start and right. you see his he apparently has very large ears because they're sticking <laughs> out the side of the costume i mean this is just terrible 
whatever this company, Alchemist, is, they do not know how to market their own product. No. It's like, man, my kid does not look good in this thing. No. <laughs> he looks – yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's just terrible. So, But awesome. <laughs> but awesome. I think now we can finally go to the Market Watch, Steve, which if I can make right. it through Market Watch tonight, I can We've make it through it. anything. Yes. Because as Chris Joglius laments, it's too long. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that too. All right. One dollar flicks. Market Watch. Hi, this is Chris Jorgulius. If you're like me, you think the Market Watch is too long. So feel free to fast forward to the end of the segment at two hours, 11 minutes, and 30 seconds. I'll see you there. Okay. Well, Steve, Chris Jorgulius may think it's too long, but then the only comment that we got on the actual blog posting uh, on the website was David Carr letting us know that he likes how comprehensive the Market Watch section is. Hey, well. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. And I, I think the main thing is it, it lives and dies with our commentary, you know. Just yeah, numbers I, is, I is nothing. So, sure. So, uh, but this month is different because yes. much like we divided the news, I now think it's completely safe to say we – not divided, Steve. What's the word? Structured. Structured. Uh, we've we, <laughs> The Market Watch is now very concretely structured and it's thanks to our correspondents – um, Brisbane, Brisbane, Mike, uh, and <laughs> Frat Boy. Uh, yep. What's Frat Boy's real name again? Pete. 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 That's right. Frat Boy Pete. I just like Frat yep. Boy. That's better. <laughs> or Pete. 24 Either Pete. way. Either way. Uh, and I have to say that, uh, Brisbane, Brisbane, Mike has done something amazing. Yeah, phenomenal. If, if it weren't for this, I, I would definitely be passed out right now. Um... <laughs> Because, you know, I don't think you're supposed to have the car running this long in a small garage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he managed to create a website. Steve, yep. we have our first spinoff. Yeah. It's it's incredible. He's he's created a, a Kivecast Market Watch blog with pictures, descriptions, links, prices, the whole deal. And it, it just – it's awesome. I mean, couldn't ask for anything better. Yep, and the the way to find it is go to kivecastmarketwatch.wordpress.com. Right. So I will continue to post the pictures, um, you know, like onto the onto the enhanced podcast, but I will no longer be putting these onto our uh, blog post because here right. they are. It has it has its own. Yep. Yeah. So this is you know the Laverne and Shirley to the Kivecast's happy days. <laughs> Those are TV shows, Steve. Yes, those, I, I those know. Those are spinoffs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I guess to make right. reference to you is, you know, that's the, you know, that's so Raven to oh, our geez. good uh, Keenan and Cal or good burger. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that's so Raven. You know, Steve, we don't talk enough about that's so Raven on this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's really cool because he's not only has he done the work, uh, he's also provided a bunch of commentary. I think. It's worth going to go check it out uh, yeah, if, if you haven't seen it because absolutely. we're going to provide different commentary than than he does. We're not just going to read what he says, but what he says is is very good and spot on. Yep. Um, so let's let's kind of alternate them, Steve, seeing as okay, he's sure. done most of the work here. So why don't you start okay. us off with right. just Luke X-wing and his stupid black hair? 
Uh, where, what's the first uh, one that he finds? So leading off, we got a, a 20 back with the Boba Fett offer. Sold for 200. Um, looks to be in, in pretty nice shape. Um, I, I have to say I really do like this card back with the color and everything. If I had to go for a Star Wars character focus, it's not just because I like pilots, but I really do like this particular combo on the card. I think I'd go with a Luke X-Wing. Now what's stopping you from doing that, Steve? Uh, I don't have any money. <laughs> okay. Well, that's no, that's no. <laughs> that, that's a good reason to do it. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. I I agree. There's something. I mean, you know. Uh oh, Steve. Uh oh. When you hear, you know, like that, you know that this is going to be a long market watch. Um, <laughs> I, what I'm thinking is the the images of Luke are just the best mm-hmm. because they really encapsulate the movie. Yep. You know, because you, you first have the, the farm boy looking off, you know, longing. And then you have him in this really heroic yet slightly hesitant pose. Yeah, yeah. And then he looks kind of hesitant. He looks like scared and scarred, especially in the walking photo in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, right. Back. In Empire Strikes Back, yeah. And then by the time you hit the Luke Jedi, he's like totally in control and he's got the blaster and he's taking on, a, you know, a cafe filled with villains. He's the man. He's the man. I mean, obviously, that's the trajectory of the movie. But in particular, there's lots of shots they could have taken of, you oh, know, yeah. like like the gunner photo doesn't work as well as the looking sure. off into the distance. But no, yeah, no. It, it is a really evocative and, and uh, excellent shot. And I think it's one of the rare ones, too, where it's a studio shot, right? Or it's a publicity still? Is it, or is it taken yeah, from yeah. the movie? Do you know? I, I'm, I think it's a publicity still. That, that would be my guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, great, great card back um yeah. orange and blue they go so well nice together and yeah um okay so that's two hundred dollars for again steve i hate to say it but that's not too much money for a no. really sweet looking card i mean that's no, it's, it's great solid condition card of a great figure and great offer uh well what about a 21 back offer list steve you know you might expect it to cost a little bit more than 200 and you'd be right steve <laughs> it costs about $278. Uh, seems to be in similar condition, punched, um, yep. maybe a little bit nicer. But people definitely want to see the full extended yeah. leg uh, right, on, right. The, <laughs> on, the, uh, on the ladder. Um, so those are, that's a good comparison of, of, uh, of two Star Wars edition. Are there any uh, foreign ones, Steve? Yeah, we got a uh, 20-back Palatoy that sold for 561 um, it's another, I mean, uh, it's just another iconic as far as foreign cards go. The Palatoy on a Star Wars card, um, and then, you you know, it's offerless, so it's just, it's, uh, it's a great piece. Why is that only $561? <laughs> it's a good question. It seems pretty low, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, it's... I'm not a Palatoy expert, but, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's... You know, now that we're all so chummy-chummy with those folks over at uh, TIG, maybe, you know, one of them could tell us. Like, that seems really low. <laughs> for like, yeah. a, that looks like a mint condition, right? I mean, or close it to it. It looks pretty, pretty nice. I mean, it's still got the punch and... I, I, I thought that Palatoy, like, good condition Palatoy went, went four figures easy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. Oh, yeah, and also he shows a nice picture of the background. That oh, yeah. The, yeah. The particle board Death Star. Kivecastmarketwatch.wordpress.com. Um, it's funny. The first like five times I read that when he sent the email. Oh, just so you know, if you ever send an email to kivecast at gmail.com, I will read it and I will respond to it. But I usually respond to them in 
in lumps. So <laughs> I didn't respond to that until today, but I checked it out. Um, but every time I read it, I thought it said Christmas Market Watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then moving away from uh, Star Wars card backs. So, yep. you know, why don't we why don't we think, audience, if, if it costs 200 and uh and uh 78 for a Star Wars figure. How much would it cost to get a uh offerless Empire Strikes Back? About half as much. Uh so it sold for $93. Yeah. And uh again, a very solid looking piece Empire Strikes Back. Uh as far as liking your card backs to be movie accurate, this is one of the rare examples of a movie accurate uh figure that works for the second movie you know yeah yeah um because he gets into an x-wing in the second movie too um yeah he does right yeah he goes to dagobah yes. yes 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 i have seen the movies actually interestingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> but what about an offer uh, steve would that would that cut off so... the price uh, well, in this case, it did. There was a, a 41 back with a survival offer that sold for just about $60. Um, and it looks like it's got a little bit of yellowing starting. Um, and yeah, some, it's uh, beat up. But it's still, it's, it's a little beat up. But um, what, I'm trying to figure out what store is that. Shopco. That's Shop where Co. you could originally bought that. S-H-O-P-K-O. K-O. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, yeah hey, that one... if you know about the Shopco store, send us an email, kivecast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. Where where could I find a Shopco? Something tells me I might not be able to anymore, but... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that's, that's a nice bargain. So that, that must uh, be bargain. something more valuable than... Yeah, yeah, definitely a good bargain. And then you get to Return of the Jedi, and uh, we have our first graded figure. Mm-hmm. Is that possible, Steve? <laughs> it's not like that graded figure uh, for the standard Return of the Jedi will cost more than the Empire Strikes Back card, Steve. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> uh, it sells for $127 for an AFA 75. What? It's a Yeah, it's a 65 back. Huh. huh. Oh, it's not yellow. I guess that's why it went for 127 Yeah. Um, and is that is that it for a uh, graded figure, Steve? Nope, we got one more. Um, we have a 77 back AFA 85, um, and that one went for 275 bucks. Wow. So you you jump up quite a bit. Um, wow. Yep. Yeah. So so there you go. There's I would say if you needed to put a fine point on the problems of grading inflation, uh, you could get an offerless or an offered debut card, uh, Luke. Or almost debut card, you know, a right, Star Wars right. card. Or you could spend $75 more and, and get a Return of the Jedi card back. Yeah, right. That's, that's uh, funny. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, the Anakin offer, one of my favorites, yep. uh, would sell for 129 uh, That's yep. AFA 80, although the picture appeared to be taken at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, again, appears to be slightly bumped up by the uh, uh, by the by the graded. Yeah, and then they're curious about the tri logo, Steve. Yeah, so tri logo uh, went for um, 124. Um, it's it's a cool figure. One of these. Uh, the one thing I do want to pick up someday. I just haven't really put the dedication into, into tracking it down. But there's a great miss card that has the B wing pilot on a tri logo Luke X wing card. And uh, how one do day, you not own day. that, Steve? <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous that I don't. Who but, has uh, one? 
I'm sure someone does. I, I know uh, Mark Mark Hareway used to. Um, uh, he was a, a very prolific Luke X-Wing collector. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't have his collection anymore? But uh, I, I know they're out there, and I will get one someday. But it's kind of I, I like having something out there that I know I will find at some point. But uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's that's definitely one of my top top uh, needs right there. Is the the Luke. X-wing miss yeah. card with the B-wing pilot. Steve, if you, don't, that, that if you my... don't find one of those before the end of C6, I'm only recording this podcast in French from now on. Oh man! All right, I'm, that, I'm that's telling a good... you, you you got to get one of those. That's like the <laughs> card. Yep that that would be my my carded figure. That's actually. that's got to be your real grail, you know. Yeah. Forget yeah. the wax sculpt. You need that. Because <laughs> <laughs> imagine uh, what you know they sold uh, they sold tri logos in America, right? Yeah, at yeah, KB, they, they, that's where he bought true. them at the KB at the it that is. weird mall. Uh, what's in, that mall uh, in, called again? At Lacumbre Mall. At yeah. Lacumbre Mall. What if yep. that's the source of your confusion? Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not because I have a few B-wing pilot coins. But okay, theoretically speaking, that, that is my yeah. That's that's the one. I'm just thinking, how can you not like this kind of conversation, folks? <laughs> Market watch being too long, uh, uh, and also it's going to prompt another uh, overly thought sky thought, uh, which is I really like this card because you have the ladder that he's climbing up, and then the tri logo itself is a kind of ladder. Yes, so nice, it's, nice symmetry there. <laughs> it's almost like Luke Skywalker is just going to continue, and he's just going to crawl right off the card, <laughs> right up off the card. <laughs> that would be a really good gif if someone. Well, you'd have to be seriously talented. But to just do a whole thing of him just climbing up and up and up and up and then jumping off the end of the card. <laughs> can you see it, Steve? I do. I can totally see that. I yeah, see I almost see like a little Flash movie done like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, nice. and then uh, the only bit I will read from uh, KiveCastMarketWatch.wordpress.com <laughs> uh, is uh, he, he adds uh, a loose AFA U-grade for yep. $57. And he said, sorry, I posted a U-grade. I'm just a reporter, not a supporter. <laughs> and uh, that was great. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, last for Luke X-Wing. Oh, no, not last. Almost. Um, we have uh, a heat-sealed baggy Luke X-Wing uh, for $50. And uh, like we said last time, we, we do need to get on the, the baggy exploration because uh, with, especially with these early figures, I'm I'm just totally in the dark right. as to what's what. But uh there's one here. Looks to be an earlier one, if I had to guess, that uh, that sold for fifty. Right, and that's again, that's a real problem with. I'd say we've exposed two strange bits in the market, uh, which is the the U grade selling for more than the baggy, yeah, and uh, the AFA ROTJ selling for more than the ungraded Star Wars. The second section, the uh, the frat party. Um, so, so grab your, your red plastic cups and get ready. Uh, this is our more sort of general area, but we're always going to interrupt it with a word from our sponsor. And uh, the sponsor this month, Steve, uh, is, let's see, uh, it's Kenner Toys. Oh, fancy that. And fancy that. And actually, they're, uh, they're, they came out with this new game called X-Wing Aces, and we're just going to have a listen to their commercial. It's the Star Wars X-Wing Aces target game. Instruments, check!
the Star Wars X-Wing Aces Target Game. New from Kenner's Star Wars Collection. I'd never seen that one before, Steve. Never? No. Oh, awesome. Glad, I'm glad. an ace. That's so great. <laughs> the fact he says, don't get cocky, kid, that's great. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, I, I died laughing when, when, he, when he pulled the ace line yeah. with, with such confidence. Confidence. Uh, I have to say, if there's anyone out there who wants to make the Star Wars Collector's Archive party a serious party, if you're willing to crack out and get a X-Wing Aces game working, that would be amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't promise anything, but uh <laughs> you know, I I would definitely really think that it's a lot of fun if anyone would be willing to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuz we could all play it and get on little weird funky jerseys and say I'm an ace. <laughs> uh yeah. and also Steve, uh on a more serious note, you know last month I said go to the post office, don't use stamps.com. Yeah. Right. Uh today's other sponsor is go to the bookstore. Yes. Uh, yes. Don't go to um, Amazon. Uh, don't put in our promo code. Uh, don't click through. Uh, just go to the bookstore and buy a book. It costs an extra dollar. You know what that dollar goes to? It goes to not having another clothes store. Yes. I don't need another Wendy's. <laughs> I want bookstores. And for that matter, CD stores. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a dying dying breed. It's a dying breed. So that is our other commercial, which is go to the bookstore. And when you do PSA. go, use the promo code VINTAGEPOD, and they will give you absolutely no money back because they need every penny. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's right. move on. I hope that some of our more dedicated podcasts, people listen to other podcasts, find that as funny as I think I find that funny. Because <laughs> the amount of times I've had to heard people asking, please click through Amazon and use our thing and audible.com, blah, blah, blah. Go to a bookstore. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all don't right. drink warm milk. Uh, <laughs> so how about uh, Frat Boy's general market observation, Steve? Uh, he's got some great stuff. And, um, and I would mentioned to him he's got so much that we're we're gonna have to parse it out over the next uh, couple episodes, but which is great though because it just gives us plenty to work with. But right. the, to lead off uh, uh, with Pete's stuff, there's some great lots which um, I they're just a pleasure to see because the first one it's a it's a bundle of 43 carded figures. Wow, they're not graded. They, they I think they span pretty much the whole line. Um, or no, actually this first one's just Star Wars and, and Empire figures, but. 43 figures, and when you see the total, it, it sounds crazy for, you know, 7205 but then you break it down, and, he, you know, you're paying, uh, what, $163 a figure on average, and right. uh, it's, just, it's just crazy to me to see it, and uh, imagine starting your collection that way somehow. It's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it reminds me, I think this first one they say it was from an old toy store back stock that, uh, that kind of just made its way home and here it is um it's just uh it's awesome i i I love this um yeah well i wonder that really is yeah that's how much is it per figure uh about 160 ish give or take yeah no that's definitely that's gonna earn it yeah i mean you got plenty of star wars figures um and plenty of empire figures they all seem in decent shape but i mean it just I just love seeing a bunch of ungraded carded figures laid out like that and all bought at once. It's just awesome. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, 
That's like the dream that you have when you first start collecting. Oh yeah, absolutely. And th- not yeah. only that, I mean, that's you know, you got your walking Luke, and that's that could be a thirty-one back Bosk, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Steve, it's, it's a great set. That's beautiful. That's one of the most yeah. beautiful things we've seen here. Yeah, and I remember the very first market watch that the, you you put together was something kind of like that, which was just it's just fun. Um, right. And Back so we I have to work on this show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so up next we got another lot. Uh, this one's Empire and Jedi carded stuff, but a lot of them are the original characters, which is, is cool. Um, and they all seem pretty nice themselves, uh, for the most part. And this lot, it was, let's see, how many total? Uh, 23, 23. figures, and, uh, the grand total was about $1,525, so 66 bucks a figure. Um, and I mean, really, when you consider just, you know, the first few of the early characters, you're, you're getting your money's worth, um, pretty quickly, it seems like. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, that one's a bit more dicey that you wouldn't get your money back on that. A little, little more dicey, but, uh, but still uh, cool to see. Yeah, Um, that's, that's great. Let's see. So up next, we, uh, we got another Jawa and this is actually a double correspondent, I think. Um, uh, Jace Online, is that who we, do we figure out how to pronounce that? No, I mean, that's even better that we don't, just like calling him Brisbane, Brisbane. (laughs) Um, uh, he he had, uh, I think he'd actually posted this in one of our, uh, podcast threads, but, uh, Pete reiterates it here. It's a, a, a Vinyl Cape Jawa carded, um, that sold for 6,500. Um, and, uh, you know, last month we had a few, uh, Final Cape stuff that seemed kind of wonky, um, and uh, you know, last last time we were saying or we're seeing others going for two to three thousand, um, and then and this one here goes for sixty five hundred, so it's quite a bit of, of a jump. Um, but wow. uh, it, you know, it, just kind of funny because they sure keep popping up. They're yep. they're out there. They're out there. Uh, but then it gets to really interesting stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Here we um, oh, but, oh, but and also the point too was uh, Jason Line asked, "How do you?" get stuff onto the market watch yes yes um and uh, you can email us but probably the best answer would actually be to email uh frat boy directly yeah i um, I'd contact pete and um and it, yeah like this case it worked out just great so right and so um, he also features a couple amazing spanish pieces yes uh he yep. has the pbp uh spanish return of the jedi luke jedi mm-hmm and uh, I didn't realize that, you know, I don't know anything about the rarity differences in uh, in Spanish stuff. But I do know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people looking for this stuff. Yes, um, definitely. So this Luke Jedi sold for $5,000. Yep. Which could have bought you a whole lot of figures in that lot. <laughs> um, although I think I'd, yep. rather, I'd rather have this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's pretty special. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, he puts it as a rarity of of nine. Um, so I guess there's oh, yeah. you know like what ten, ten or less known. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a holy grail kind of item as far as foreign collectors go. Right, and then if you're really into into Luke's uh, yep. and and Spain, <laughs> uh, Luca, uh, he also includes a uh, Luke Skywalker and Bespin uh, AFA seventy five. Uh, and that one sold for two thousand uh, five hundred, so two thousand five hundred sixty. 
it seems like yep. I guess one's a lot more rare than the other. Yeah, I uh, I think the uh, that Luke Jedi is is quite a a hot buy. Well, you um, know what it probably is, is there's a lot of people who collect you know Luke Jedi too. So yeah, as um, we'll find out in a couple of years when we get to that. Uh, yes. Figure. <laughs> what else we got? Um, let's see. Up next, we have uh, a Boba Fett tri logo, uh, which is an FA sixty, which sold for thirty one hundred. Um, and sorry, I've been kind of have been spacing on the, the scales on these. Uh, so rarity a seven, price uh, six. Right. And uh, so it's you know one of those combinations where you know tri logo as far as the loose figure variation is a is a popular one, and it's a tri logo which is popular in its own right. Right. And um and it's fed, so you kinda get a triple whammy as far as uh as the auction goes, which you know, I guess I'm not super surprised to see it sell for, for over three thousand. Yeah. Um considering what we've been seeing with, with everything else. So Right. Um Yeah, let's see. Doesn't seem quite yeah. worth it. And then he included is this our first prototype in the uh, Rocket Watch? It I don't know if it's the first, but we haven't had many. Um now this one, it's it's interesting. It's a first shot, or you know, apparently a first shot uh, Rancor. Um, and I, when I saw the seller's name, I I got this vague memory of some weird story, and I'm not sure what it was. And I, I honestly just haven't time had time to look into it. But uh, if it is what it's supposed to be, it's it's really cool. Um, it's got you know uh, hand marked uh, numbers on the feet. And it's unpainted, so it doesn't have paint on the eyes, and it seems to be kind of splitting down the middle, which, <laughs> which I guess is not too surprising when it comes to to pre-production stuff. It isn't quite all together, you know, put together. But it sold for six hundred dollars, um, and uh, it was only one bid too. But uh, let's see. Last for this round, we got uh, one of my favorite displays because it's actually a combination of, of my two of my favorite displays. It's a uh, a collect all seventy nine Return of the Jedi store display that on one side has the uh, the artwork from the collect all sixty five, right. which has you know the guard and and Chewie and the morning guard trip and Bib Fortuna, and on the back side it has all the seventy nine or not all but some of the seventy nine back characters, um, which for whatever reason like this group of characters always just seemed strange <laughs> to me. But the first one not so much, I don't know why, but this one just. I don't know. Maybe it's just the Emperor and, and Wicket being in such close proximity with Prune Face. <laughs> yeah, you've got. Know. <laughs> you know, I never thought about this before, but you know how they say like, if you're ugly, you should like go to a club with people who are uglier, <laughs> so you look more handsome. You're right. Then you got you got Han, Han Solo. Solo Harrison Ford does not need yeah. help looking handsome. Listen to this lineup of lineup, people. Yeah, he's got Klaatu. Okay, yep. wrinkly, ugly, nasty. Thorny. Green. <laughs> Green. Yeah. You got Emperor Palpatine. Super wrinkly. So wrinkly, he makes, you know, he makes uh, uh, Klaatu look like a, you know, not wrinkly guy. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm running out of humor here. It's okay. It's you you right. got We're Wicket, who's theoretically handsome, you know, kind of, you know, Ewoky way. Yeah. And, and then Prune Face. <laughs> and this dude's got an eye patch. Yeah. And then you got Han. Like, how did I get grouped into this? Yeah, group of it's just the funniest choice to me. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. This is a, it's a great display, and um, this one sold for four fifty, which I mean, which seems like a decent price for this. Right. I, I've seen I've seen beat up displays. I don't know about this particular one, but definitely those those different Return of the Jedi displays selling for you know 
three to four hundred and in not great shape. So a girl it's cool a, to a, see in a Nivea commercial, Steve. That that was what <laughs> I, I wanted to say. Um, okay. Uh, the emperor is so wrinkly, okay. he makes Klaatu look like he's a girl in a Nivea commercial. Yes, yeah, so you had it. It just it took a yeah. little time to. Okay. You know, in, in French, they have a word for that. It's called the spirit of the staircase, uh, where you think of the right <laughs> thing to say as you're walking down the stairs. Yep. Um, and that's what that was right there. But through yep. the magic of podcast, through the magic of uh, digital technology, I can uh, say it uh, over again. <laughs> Oh my goodness, uh, Steve! We just so that, got through. That wraps it up. We, you know, it wasn't too bad. I think that was no. that was pretty. I think breaking it up, having the commercial in the middle, and uh, and just having them in the two different segments is great. So yeah, uh, thanks yeah, thank as you always guys again. To, to Frat yeah. Boy in Brisbane, Brisbane. Um, keep, Steve, keep it up. You can call them the proper things. I'll call them by their nicknames. Okay. All right. I'm going to call them our, our market watch correspondents. Michael yes. is no longer an intern. That's just not. That's not fair. No. No. <laughs> No, I mean, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, we don't have any titles in the show besides co-hosts. No. So when when we get titles, you you guys are getting one. <laughs> well, and imperial dignitary. Well, um, yes, yeah, well, that's but, that's there. Yeah, that goes without speaking. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's get to feedback here at the Kivecast. Right. <laughs> we really do care. You can email us at kivecast at gmail You can call us at our special Wampa line. That's P-O-K-U-T, Wampa, or 1765-889-2672. Twitter us, at Kivecast, or join us up on our Facebook page. We really do care. All right, Steve, I'd say uh, got some good feedback. Again, it seems as though every episode everyone says they seem to like it more. So It's always a good thing to hear. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think... I think we're we're really hit hitting a pretty good groove here. Um, you know, every once in a while I notice things that we do wrong, and I think that we should try to, you know, like your example is I get worried about the market watch being dry, so that we you know we switched back and forth this time, and we did you know we did a little bit less of I think that's a good price, you know, a little bit more yeah. of like actually analyzing it. So so that's right. pretty good. Um, the main feedback we got was they didn't know how to put the mp4 on the blog yeah and that that is beyond my realm right now so have you had any luck with that i did um actually i figured it out um okay uh i was gonna ask lobart um lobart deserves to get all the credit even when i do something right lobart deserves the credit because he doesn't get enough credit for all the stuff he does so Mm. someone's like hey he's the unsung hero yes he absolutely is uh even though i figured it out this time um, that's a rarity, but I definitely want to say, uh, this other question I got, um, from Brian, uh, who can't hear this apparently because he can't get his new episodes to show up in his beyond pod app for Android. I don't know right. what any of those words mean. Is there anything yeah. I need to do to get this to work? So if you know how to get this show to work on your Beyond Pod app for Android. Could you please email me, kivecast.gmail.com, and I'll send it on to him. Um, because I just don't know. It took a long time for me to figure out how to actually get uh, what they called the thingy, how to get the play button back. Right, um, right. Because I don't know how people listen to this. Some people listen to it in pop-ups. Some people listen to it on their iAndroids and their iPads and their iPods and all that stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's that. Um, I think 
as part of our as part of we could even add structure steve <laughs> believe it or not into yep. our feedback yes because it appears as though we need to have a canadian know-it-all section <laughs> uh, and this is of course referring to scott bradley who always has something to say and steve i i actually did research on canadian oh, yeah? know-it-alls <laughs> and do you know what's amazing steve what? There is a TV show oh, on Discovery yeah. Channel Canada called Canadian Know-It-All or wow. Canada's Top Know-It-All or something like that in which it's like a trivia show or something to see who is the know-it-all for Canada. Awesome. Um, so I firmly suggest that uh, <laughs> Scott Bradley jump in there because he would at least have the Star Wars section down because he is oh, yeah. always good for helping us out. And yeah. we definitely do not mean that in a disparaging way at all. No, we, we like in the best way possible. <laughs> so uh, he threw up for us. He threw up this great picture of uh, – I don't even know how it really got into this. But it's all about uh, vintage figures in comic books. Oh, yeah. That, that, I totally forgot about that. Um, um, which, so he has like the Imperial Troop Transporter. Yep. Uh, and then he has the Blue Snaggletooth in the yeah, coloring the, books. The coloring book, yep. Um, which actually, I have a lot of those Canadian coloring. You may books. have to dig that up. Yeah, I may have to actually have people color those in at the party. That'd be fun. Ooh, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah, bring some, you know, because the more it's worth, the more fun it is to ruin it. You know, <laughs> um, and then he just kind of goes on. He shows the the, the mini rig MLC three is on there, and yeah, I, I think yeah. we could do a whole segment with. With Scott, just about this particular yeah. subject, you know, be fascinating. We, well, yeah, let's let's do that in the future. Um, and then we also, I think, should have, as I say, the American know-it-all segment. Um, <laughs> Martin Thurn, who I really apologize because I've been meaning to get to his his magazine that he put out. Yeah, um, he sent me that great copy of it. We talked about it a couple months ago. Um, but I swear, Steve, every month I feel like like we were supposed to interview Matthias about what a chromalin is. And uh, I've been trying to get in touch with this collector from Belgium, and just every month there's just so much to do. Yeah, um, it's it's just the way things are. We need we need a, a script supervisor. <laughs> yeah, we need a script supervisor. Uh, we need to make this show weekly. We need to hire robots <laughs> to record it weekly. Um, anyway, so Martin Thurn lets us know that it's pronounced Popey, not ah. Poppy or Popey, but Popey. Okay. So, yeah, I like that. Um, and even Chris Jorgulius, uh, uh, jumped in and let us, uh, we'll put a picture in our, our show notes, but he, he really, uh, lobbied hard way before the Kivecast ever did about there being two different Snaggletooth, Snaggletooth. Yes. Yeah. He Sna- was, uh, he definitely. Snaggletoothuses. <laughs> Tugles. Tugles. Yes. Tugleses. Uh, and so he has this great picture of all of the, uh, uh, Cantina aliens all lined up and you can definitely see that there's two of them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also points out that there is a commercial where they say Wampa more than once. So, so I guess I was so wrong. It wasn't, uh, you're, so, you're... Yeah, I wasn't crazy. No. Um, and uh, let's see. I definitely appreciated Tommy Garvey's comments, as I said before. <laughs> um, I just want an excuse to throw in my uh, holiday special uh, drop for him. Um, <laughs> Just because he also said he liked the word "sub nugget," yeah, that's a that's a good one. Which is pretty good. 
And then Mark Huber, thank you very much. Um, you solved the debate uh, about whether or not <laughs> I am the actor in the Bank of America commercial. I don't know how he found it because I looked for it. Okay. Yeah. I could not find this actor, but he found a still of this actor. And uh, he – have you seen this picture, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, the good news for me is my wife looked at it and she's like, oh, you're much more handsome than him. Like, <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> um, but then she's like, you should have your hair at that length again. So I'm probably going to be getting a haircut soon. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it is. I don't even know how we got this. Looks like it was a picture from the Star Wars, I'm, the yeah, California collectors meeting. Yeah, that's right outside of uh, I think Don Raskin's house. Right, but I'm holding yeah. like a, like a, a, a phone, smartphone. I, I don't even own a phone like that. It looks yeah, just like the, I don't know. It looks just like the card. <laughs> I'm like making the same face. Yeah, yep. I don't know how we did it. So uh, yeah, it turns out it's some actor um, named Dean something or other, and uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Uh, classic. So that's an answer, Steve. So yep. it's almost one thirty here. Uh, you're uh, you're still alive. I'm still alive. I, I, yeah, that's good. I, I've been in the twenty minute parking zone for the last uh, three hours. <laughs> I think we managed to cobble together a pretty good show. Yeah, all things considered, I yeah. you know put it together. You know, I think more than all things considered, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, don't forget to go. Uh, you know, buy your tickets for the show. Yep. Uh, there's only 200 available, and you know we've already sold a bunch. Um, so we really want to see you there, and uh, and we really want to help the manatee. Uh, I guess the last thing that we always have to do every week, Steve, <laughs> is... I, I don't even know if I want to look. Check out the, the fantasy scores, Steve. I've been having a good month, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I'm just going to say I probably haven't. I don't even know. You don't, you don't even look at the score the stars it's anymore? Been, I, it's been a few days at least. Yeah. I think I was about where I was last time. Though, yeah, so. you're, you're about ninth-ish, and I'm, I'm, I'm still in first. Um, oh, there you go. So I'm, 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 I'm threatening to three-peat, so, uh, <laughs> which is terrible because the, the problem with being a fan of permanent underdogs is you hate being a winner. So uh, I kind of hope that someone beats me, uh, which will probably happen soon. To tell you the truth, Steve, I'm pulling for you. Oh, wow. That's going to take a little bit of a miracle. Yeah, take a little bit of a miracle. But Sorry. awesome. Uh, well, good. I think that's just about it. Uh, yep. Thank you to John Ragusa for showing up and for Joe letting us back into uh, his life. And uh, contact us at uh, kivecast at gmail.com. Uh, oh, gee, Steve, I almost did that thing where I said, and oh, this, 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 and that. You know? mm-hmm. I almost did it, but I'm not going to do it, Steve. You know what I'm going to do instead? I think so. <laughs> I bet you do, though. <laughs> the question is, how long can I make it? What the Adios. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.